Welcome to Morelia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. It's always the wrong intro that plays. I don't understand it. I can't. I can't it's, figure it it's out. A mi- but if that's it's a mystery. Way. It's a mystery what intro we're coming into um, every week now for me. It's yes. it's it's, it's it glorious. Yeah. I uh, thank you. I mean, I, yeah. it's after eight years, you need to freshen up the relationship every once in a while with surprise so and suspense. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you know, so a lot keep, of people don't understand that. Yeah, we have to. All you, all you young podcasters out there, pay attention. <laughs> keep it fresh. <laughs> keep it fresh. Uh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I love them guys. I know. It's um, so happy. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right. So tonight uh, we are talking. Wow, this is two weeks back to back of Green Tree Talk. Oh, and I, I, I hope you can handle it. I hope you can take well, it. You know, let's, also it's like, isn't it like Green Tree Talk from Texas, guys? I mean, like, are we double dipping here a little too hard? I mean, uh, maybe, but uh, yeah, we we've actually, I, I mean, Evan called into the show, but he's never been uh-huh. a guest on the show. So, is he gonna be uh, all right? I mean, like, or is he gonna have like a panic attack? <laughs> He's gonna be like you in the Blake Bauer scrub episode, or what? I don't want to talk. You know, we have one episode with Bill, and you're going for the throat, and that's gotta look out, my boy. Not appreciated. Appreciate you know what I mean? I got, I got, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta look out for those guys. Damn. Oh, but, all right. <laughs> yeah, we will be getting I, into we, that in that interview. Cool. Um, okay. But uh, cool. Um, so, uh, so we were talking. Okay. About, <laughs> wait, can Ask I tell him your please. your name, your handle name for this episode? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so it pops up the ten egg snake breeder. So obviously this season is <laughs> awesome for some, but it oh sucks for me and Owen. Uh, well, you know it's funny because. Um, I've been talking to a few guys and they're getting a lot of infertile eggs. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if it's just because and here's the thing, as much as we like to say that we have control of our rooms, we are at the mercy of the outside weather, whether or not that affects the snakes, you know, we'll see, but I am having a crappy year. Um, I had two slug clutches. Um, I had one clutch that looked like it was going to be perfect, and then all the eggs turned, like, green, yellow, and slimy and smelled the next day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it was, it's was it it's been a bad year. And then my one female that normally drops, like, 32 eggs, she gave me 10 eggs, and then the rest were slugs. So it's, like, it's just been a bad year for me, um, which is weird because it kind of started off with so much promise, and I saw locks from a bunch of animals. Um the only saving grace is that the bread lie are still breeding. So, I mean, hopefully, like, the bread <laughs> lie pulled the season. Yeah, they pulled the season out of the fire, and I'm like, oh, good. Now I'm a bread lie breeder. Like, you know, it's just, 
I I don't think I got them. I don't think I got everybody cold enough because mm-hmm. the other thing is that I put my corn snakes together and they're like, we don't know what's going on. What, who's, why are they here? And like every day I see like Joe's corn snakes are like breeding like crazy. And I'm like, God damn it. So I just don't think I got everybody cold enough. And that just, that one little thing, um, just totally like just, Kibosh is half the like the the season. And I'm like, damn. So, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I it for me. I I think for me, I got screwed up in going to Australia, and I think it was just the timing. And right. when I came back, I just was not in my groove. Um, right. But. Uh, you know, I don't know. Or maybe I just suck as a breeder anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, just <laughs> like, I don't know why, you know? <laughs> I'd say I should just quit pythons and breed corn snakes, but that's not any better. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start breeding rats and then I'll own all of you. So yeah. 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 It's, yeah it's just, it, it's a weird year and, uh, you know, you can't expect to win every single season and, uh, I think a lot of the other big breeders have might have a bad year too, but with so many breeding animals, it's kind of like it. You, you might not notice it. It's like, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't produce the two thousand animals we normally produce. We only produced about a you know a thousand. Weird, right? But like to a normal person, we're not going to notice. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> on a on a positive note to show yeah. like how much this was pretty cool. We got this we got this message from uh, Steve Doss. <clears throat> yeah, and basically in his message he said that uh, excuse me, <clears throat> good lord, um, stop that dying. He, uh, we are doing this show right now. Okay, Jeez. yeah, I know, right? He's been trying to successfully breed Walmas for six to seven years. Phew. Lots of <laughs> see what we have to look forward to, uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> they they always like you know you see locks and everything, but no eggs. Um, very frustrating, but he just kept going. Um, in a couple of years, he stumbled across NPR, um, just like most uh, listeners. He downloaded while working on cages, blah blah blah, and um, he. Came across an episode dealing with overweight animals, and after that episode, mm-hmm. he thought about it, sent some pics uh, of one of his animals for advice. And he's been in the hobby since the 90s, uh, and he's bred okay. many species, so it's not like he is not new to breeding or anything. Uh, anyway, after a nice diet and tweaking the nighttime temp drops, uh, he finally got three gro- gravid womas and the first Damn. eggs today. So, wow. All so, right. Uh, so awesome. I guess we do, we do do some good, uh, every once oh, in a while. Hey, I mean, the <laughs> blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, you know, we, yeah. we do help a little bit. Yeah. It's you now if I can just get my own Wilma's to freaking breed, then I'll be in business. So. Holy shit, dude. I, I, what? I just, <laughs> I just what? clicked on, Oh, wait a minute. I, I got to share okay. this picture in the chat. But I, I <clears throat> yeah. What did Logan, you do? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I have this picture here that, well, let me share it over in our outline and then I'll share it back in the chat. Why I, are you going to do it's, this? It's from, uh, <laughs> okay. It's, it's from what? It is from, uh, you know, blue tongues, lizards.com.au. So Joe ball, yeah. the guy that really does, uh, um, he really does blue tongue skinks. This is main thing, but he has, yeah. Now I know you're gonna twinge a little bit, Owen, but wait to wait just wait till you see the picture. It's a hyper melanistic bread lie. Um or hypo, basically, right? A hypo, uh, yeah. Right? Albino. Okay. Now it's a cross. Um Okay. So it's like it's like a it's like a bread lie sun glow. Okay. All right. Oh. All right. I hit enter and it didn't pop up. Okay. All right. You sent a photo. All right. So the albino bread lie is the one on top, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> There's three animals in the picture. No, it's the one on the bottom. Wait. Those are albino? Wait. They are? They're albino wow. hypo bread lie. It's pretty crazy. Wow. That's disgustingly crazy. That's awesome. Look at your mind. Stop. 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 My brain <laughs> can't, do two, it can't do three things at once right now. All right. So are all of, my these evil animals, <laughs> all of these animals are all these animals pictured are albino hypo bread lie, right? Yes. The, the, the contrast and just the variation is goddamn insane. That one up top is got no pattern and then everybody else is yeah it's kind of crazy huh i dig the ones with the pattern better though because it's like bold and disgusting and uh god yeah. kill it with fire yeah hmm yeah so hypo bread life oh yeah Nick would yeah. kill me <laughs> he would never talk to me ever again he doesn't need, he doesn't need <laughs> to know it's not like we broadcast he doesn't listen so right. you know it's it's fine it i mean so when do you cross that line because isn't that like your last line <sighs> is never cross a red line yeah i mean you know dip into you know, the news i'm gonna eat those words man i mean of course you are <laughs> I can't be the only one on the show that has to eat his words constantly. You have to have an episode every once in a while, you know, but yeah, I I mean, it's not something that I would actively go after, but I don't know, man, when I see some of the shit that it does, when I see some of the shit that it does, I'm just like, "Mm," you know, like for instance, I put in our outline, right? So I was trying to just go around and look at some cool snakes and stuff that I saw and you know, say what you will, but this thing is just a badass snake, and it's from the um, it's from the scream line, um, yeah. but it's ja- it's no jag in it. But I mean, that that's, well, that's it has just to. crazy. I mean, it's scream line, so it has to have some jag in it somewhere, right? Well, you don't get jag like you get. Uh, well, yeah, I know, but at some point <laughs> in this descendancy, there was like a, a jaguar. Pers- I yes, stop it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, it itself is not a jaguar, but you know. Oh no, Casey's wondering what it is. I'm going to disappoint uh, him when I tell it, him. Yeah, do it. Tell Casey. <laughs> Ruin Casey. Uh, 
break crazy, break Casey, you know, it's, but so now we say don't ever cross the line. It's, it's like Ghostbusters. Don't ever cross the streams. So don't ever mix bread lie out into other stuff. But if you were to do that and mix your hypos with albinos and start those projects here in the States, you might be one of the only guys that is actually working on that project because everybody else, nobody really has an albino and a hypo bread lie. Yeah, most of the people that do won't Frankenstein shit. So yeah, so do you want to be that guy? I don't know, man. I think <laughs> you, I think you do. I think you do because think about it this way: these things are out there now in Australia, so you can tell people this is what you're this is what you're working on. Yeah. I bet you you get people interested. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure I mean, there probably would be people. Nick would send you a bomb in the mail, but that's that's beyond that. I mean, you know, it's okay. He doesn't know where you live. Yeah. So it's Yeah. We'll see. But no, it's uh I'd say that's a cool project and I'd say after a certain point you're gonna start seeing bread lights with other stuff because people are gonna try it and People try it in Australia and they get funky results. So why not try it here? So yeah. So I'm only reading his post, and this is what he yes. posted. He said this was produced this year with the polygenic polygenic influence of the hyper melanistic bread lie, clearly evident in these albinos. So, so it's hyper melanistic. So I get, and then I'm looking at the adults, and they don't really look like hypos. They look okay. like heavily black. So okay. maybe they are hyper, hyper. Hyper. Okay. So I just shared the whole post in the chat so people could check okay. it out. So these are hyper melanistic albinos, not hypo mel. They are tons of black on those animals. Jesus. Right? Yeah. Like the tail is all solid black. That's it's just like the very. Awesome. I do like that look, man. Yeah. I really like that look. <laughs> I do. All right. Well, so what would a hypomelanistic albino look like? You know, I, I don't know. So, you know, this gives me, this gives me um, hope uh, on the citrus tiger albino project because right. one of the things that I've always thought is that there's such black in, in the citrus tigers, as opposed to like regular, al- like regular tigers. Right. And obviously that's probably the influence of the, you know, the, that question mark, un- yeah. undocumented animal, you know, <laughs> but that's the, that's the image I have in my head. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, also with uh, with Darwin albino, you get people have told me that they're the prettiest python albino that you can get because it's got you know oranges, yellows, pinks, and stuff like that. They're they're very pretty albinos. So influencing their colors, their yellows, their oranges with those citrus colors, they should be some really good looking albinos. So yeah, and I did have. We'll, we'll jump into it in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, so it was pretty cool. I saw our buddy Paul, he, Paul Harris, UK Python, had a hypo head albino bred to an albino zebra. So this season, I bet you he's going to get a lot of like, you know, hypo crosses to different stuff. Yeah, um, that's cool. So that, 
that should be cool. And <laughs> our buddy, our buddy, buddy, <laughs> yeah, buddy Buscemi <laughs> from GT Radio, he actually has given uh, Mr. Bill uh, Stiegel a run for his money with the sickness. And <laughs> I like how they're going back and forth because he's calling it the cure sickness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But this Chondro is just insane. Um, and so, yeah. so this is why I bring up the uh, the whole crossing of stuff. Like, I wonder why in the Chondro world it doesn't seem to re- – well, I shouldn't say I wonder why because I kind of <laughs> know why. Because you know back why. when they were <laughs> – well, well, I mean, I, you know, I think it was Buddy that one time at Carpet Fest we were talking about this, and he just kind of, you know, you got to look at it in the context of the history of, of GTPs, is that, um, you know, back in the day they thought they were all one species, so, mm-hmm. you know, they would, um, they just sort of would breed whatever they whatever they got, and mm-hmm. you know now they do the the research and whatnot, and they find out that you know there's at least two, possibly more, uh, species of, of chondros. Um, just, yeah. Um, and, you know, you get all these crazy looks and it seems to be like, okay, so you got your designer crew over here and you got your mm-hmm. locality crew over here. And it seems that for the most part, they're just looking to make cool animals. I wonder if the carpet <laughs> world never doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. I wonder if it's just because of the amount of subspecies that you're dealing with, or that's part you know of what it. I'm also, all, it, that's part of it. Also, because we started off knowing that we had separate subspecies, so everybody okay. took all their toys and went off into one corner and said, "Never shall the others meet," you know, and that's how it went. So, can you imagine if we were told that it? Everything is wrong, and all carpet pythons are just one species. Oh, I would be in my heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we would have no, but we would have like imagine, imagine if everybody got it. We were all in a room at some sort of symposium, let's say an arboreal one, and we were okay. told that what we had learned for years was wrong. Was wrong. And that this is and this is how it's going to be. I think we would react exactly how you and I saw them react at the arboreal symposium when they tried telling all those green tree python people that <laughs> exactly you remember right? <laughs> oh, that was that they was were a rough burn couple. Daniel Natusha. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it was that, like an episode of Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> it was like, what like, the hell? You and I are sitting there. We're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I'm like, wow, this whole room turned really sour all of a sudden. I'm yeah. Like, Holy it was, crap. There was two things that I cast to stick it. Well, the two things as far as in the talks that stuck out to me. Uh, the first being that. And the second being when Nick was talking about um, uh, IJs uh, being uh, Morelia Spilota Harrisoni. And right. like all the, you know, the research uh, people were like, no, no, <laughs> never will like, we use his name. <laughs> what, what if, what if we just, what if we just don't call it this? And Nick's like, yeah, but 
he was right. Like, he's correct. <laughs> no! I'm sorry. But <laughs> it's just like you just said. Every time, even I, sometimes, uh, you know. Exactly. Uh, you Blind say? squirrel yeah. finds a nut. It's, it's like. Right. It's, so exactly that. So so the Chondro people are, are are they initially had their oh my god no reaction, but they're so far down the path now. It's not like they can go backwards. It's not like you can sit there and figure out what kind of Chondro you have because it's been mixed with all these other Chondros. So it's beyond that point. Now if yeah. there was a way to now let's say that there was a way to get like all the different localities of Chondro like in exactly know where they're from all this other crap then you might start seeing breaks like that where you have designer morphs and then you have purists but with carbophydon we started separated so the only thing we could do is go forward as the oh nope they're all one thing and then that will just be really chaos <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so much chaos. <laughs> well, who better to ask this question to than the carpet cartel, uh, Evan Browder? Um, Evan likes <laughs> maybe chaos. He has, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he lives in the chaos. Is that you, Evan? You there? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, guys. How's it going? Uh, okay. Pretty All good, right. man. How you been? I've been really well, man. Really well. That's Happy good. to be here. Awesome. <laughs> That's uh, it makes one of us anyway. So, um, Ouch. Owen doesn't yeah, like you me anymore, you know. <laughs> I, the, the love is gone. Um, so. That's what happens in these old relationships. Hold on, before it, you ask the intro questions, I want to know, Evan, do you have do you yeah. have some thoughts on that? Like, what do you think? I mean, you've dealt with both, right? Carpets yeah. and yeah. and now you're mostly you're strictly chondros, right? At this yeah, point? pretty much strictly chondros at this point. All so right. what do you think? What's your thoughts on why the carpet world is so intense about that and, you know, the chondro world seems to be a little more forgiving? I kind of feel like with – can you hear me okay because I am on speaker? No, we got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of feel like, you know, with the carpets, I, I think morphs has a big part in that. And so you're producing, you know, all these different morphs, and then you start crossing species. With the chondros, it's chondros. You're basically just crossing localities, with the exception of the albino morph, but, you know, nobody really has that. So, you know, I kind of feel like, you know what I mean? I kind of feel like it's... Come on, man. You can't tell me that the sickness isn't a morph. I mean, it may not be genetic. It's not a genetic mutation. It's a long, like yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't call him it's a morph. Not past I, I don't. I don't see him as a morph. I see him as, as what he is. He's a designer locality cross. I mean, you're crossing so many localities here and there, and then you start to, you know, you develop the designers, but they're they're not morphs. I wouldn't say they're morphs. Right, because the sickness can yeah, still but, have green babies. I mean, his yeah, well, babies. No, no, can no, still no, be no. So okay, so let let's let's think about this for a second and unpack it. Are those so if I have a tie, if I have a tiger <laughs> carpet, right? Uh, it's passed uh-huh. along polygenically, right? Is that a word? Polygenically, right. I guess. Yes, it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them are going to be striped. Some are going to be crazy striped, right? But when you're right. breeding chondros, and, and maybe I'm just misreading how we breed chondros, but if I have like a high blue project. I'm going to try to bring that blue out. What's the difference? Be, oh, to me, this <laughs> to me, uh, the difference is like with the tigers, you're almost guaranteed to probably hit tigers. 
With Condros, mm, you're not guaranteed no. to get anything blue. You're, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you're guaranteed. But you're guaranteed to have tiger blood in the mix, where you could have one that has well, maybe not great stripes. But isn't but, that the same thing as what you get with the blue? I mean, that's the whole sales yes, pitch of buying a animal for like 10 G's and then saying like, oh, okay, can't well, you, can't you still breed and, blue with blue and get green babies? You can, but I can breed I, stripe I, with stripe I've and seen, get I've seen some very things. blue animals. Yeah, I've seen some very blue animals and, you know, produced some killer babies and People bought the babies up, and then the babies went green. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, sure, part yeah, absolutely. But it's it still probably happens more still often. There. Yeah, and, right. then, and you know that bloodline is still there. Those genetics are still there. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I hear are what you're saying. Are you guys afraid of the M word? Are you afraid of the M word? Are the Carter guys afraid of the M word? Yeah, come on. Just embrace it, man. Just embrace it. Love it, love it. <laughs> but is it? I'm, I'm just tossing balls. Is but, it because we can't track it as a genetic, like, well, thing? I think, like, we can't just and maybe, say all chondromorphs are polygenic. I mean, probably Evan, Evan maybe that. I'm wrong, but but I think yeah. the thing that maybe is the difference is mm. that you could breed a blue animal to a blue animal, and you don't know what you're going to get. So I think the idea is is that it's it's not predictable. Therefore, it's not a morph. In the in the sense of if you have, uh, you know, if you breed a jag to a normal, you're going to get jags and you're going to get normals. Right. Right. There's. I agree with that. Is right. is this so, where we pause for a moment and we know that, you know, Warren is somewhere out there banging his head on a table because we're trying to like talk about this stuff through, and he's like, "That's not how it works," kind of stuff. So I mean. Uh, I, I personally think it's because, and I know you're probably going to get mad at this one too. I just think it's because of the hybrid part of it. <laughs> it's just like, well, no, think about it. I mean, look at the look at the albino, uh, the one we just were talking about, the albino the breadlock. Right. I mean, that's incredible. I think that that has something to do with it. Maybe. But 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 it seems like the chondro world is more accepting of that. Like they're just like, dude, this is a friggin' awesome snake. I don't give a shit what's in it. It's friggin' badass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they display so well. I mean, carpets do too, but nothing displays better than a green tree. You know, maybe maybe uh tree boas, but they just to see something that's blue, black, green, pixelated, like, you know, look at look at sickness, mosaic, all these kinds of animals, and they're just sitting on a perch looking mm. as beautiful as I mean I don't know. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Owen? I'm saying, like, in all the different lines, I mean, you can sit here and you can appreciate a blue animal. You can appreciate an animal like the Cygnus, but then you can also appreciate, like, a lemon tree where it's, like, mostly yellow or, you know, a, a, a bigger rubiac that has a contrast. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of different angles you can go with them. Um yeah, some of the best looking animals. Some of the best looking animals I've seen are just your typical green chondro. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some very nice. Even the greens vary. I mean, you'll see that dark, dark green. You'll see that that emerald green. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the aqua green. Even the green varies. Like everything varies, and it's, chondros are crazy. You should, yeah. you should get some. Didn't you have no, a couple? No, 
I did, but I gave him back to Buddy. You know, yeah. I'm like, I gave it back to Buddy. He gave me Rhino Ratsnicks, and I shall never cross that line again. I say that now. They're great. I, I'm, I'm drawing the line in the sand. I'm no, no more green trees. None, never. You know. I'll do it again. <clears throat> um, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, just being ready for it. I, you know, I think it's just a matter of. I, I treated him too much like a carpet. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I was talking to Rob about yeah. that the other day. You know. How exactly? How, what do you mean when you say treat him like a carpet? Like carpets are just bulletproof, man. They're just they're they're just not as sensitive. You know, I, shit, man. I've worked with not not that I spend a ton of time, but like we're looking at like <laughs> what thirty seven different species of python. Um, I don't know where were you at on the board because you had a board yeah. there for a while with like check marks. And so, car- yeah. carpets are just—they're just—they're just—it's like if you kill like a bread lie or an inland or you know. <laughs> How did you do I, this? <laughs> you just probably shouldn't have snakes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I, yeah. I don't know. It just seems that they're they're. They're they're more forgiving, I guess, of um <clears throat> you know, Yeah, I guess. Mm. Maybe. Or they're more forgiving. You know I, we talk about so that like with like like for me, right? I could mm. I could just go through once a week and change carpet pythons water and life would be fine. And there would be no issues and nothing like that. But if I was working with chondras again, I would probably approach it like my ring pythons, where I'm changing the water <laughs> three times a week. And I'm fine with that. It's just that when you sort of lump you, I mean, for me, it was sort of like, and I don't know, you know, Evan, you can talk on this in a minute because you've dealt with both um, and how you transitioned and maybe you had similar issues or maybe not. Maybe you're just, you know, more in tune with what's going on with them, but go ahead. I I was going to say the reason why I asked you that is because I feel like I keep my chondros a lot like carpets. I don't, you know, I see a lot of the the humidity questions. Everybody's talking about humidity, humidity, humidity. Man, my chondros are dry. Like, I mean, I keep them pretty dry. You know, if I notice they're in shed, I spray the tank down real good. But I just keep large bowls of water in there, which, you know, I I couldn't tell you what my humidity levels are. I've honestly never checked. My, My whole thing with them is keep them hydrated. You know, it's more important that they're drinking or when I'm feeding them, I'm giving them, you know, their food that's soaking wet compared mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I could care less about the humidity. You know, if I start seeing them have some crappy sheds, okay, I might spray the cage down, you know, twice a week, maybe. Like, right. I literally, I, I I can't tell you the last time I, I actually, like, sprayed them, you know what I mean, the cages, unless they're approaching a shed cycle. It's like, oh, you're fixing the shed, let me spray this down. And that's about it. You know, now I do I do kinda like Bill does when I uh when I change my waters out, I kinda dip a little bit, pour a little bit out. But I haven't really even been doing that. And I mean they are they're doing great. Like nobody's having problems. You know, everybody's eating, everybody's pooping. Well I have one female that she was a powerhouse eater and we probed her and she it's like she turned off. And mm. now she'll only she'll only eat live. And it's a pain in the butt. And then when she only eats live, it, it's sporadic at best. <laughs> so right. but other than her, yeah. I mean they're they're just they're they're doing their thing and 
I, I've not had any issues with them, and I feel like I keep them a lot like carpet. So hmm. the way I get around, I know Eric was talking about his ring pythons, and I know he and I have compared his ring pythons to my white lips. And the way I get around doing anything like changing the water multiple times a week is they actually have substrate, mulch, and very big water bowls. Do you think maybe you get around that by giving the chondros giant waters? That I, I can do that because I, I mean, compared to the, like the cages I've got are like two feet, maybe 18 inches deep and not even two feet tall. And I've got those ceramic, uh, you know, those, those ceramic dishes with the blue on the inside. And I've got yeah. those, those big ones and the medium sizes in all the cages. And, you know, I don't know. They, they don't, they drink. And I, I, I change their water every four days, four to five days, and right. give them fresh cold water, and I'll, I'll put them in there. They all just kind of sit there and look at me, but the minute I walk out of here and turn the lights off, you know, if I wait 10 minutes and walk back in here, they're face deep in the water bowl. And mm. like, as long as you're drinking, I don't really care. <laughs> right. You know, what's weird is that um, I've, I've – kind of been told to do the rough scales kind of along the same lines and i never see my roughies like drink out of water i mean i guess they but they are insanely active at nighttime like lights are off they're moving around so i, I would compare them to a chondro so that's like when you really want to see action out of your chondro it, it has to be at night right you don't see them dipping down to get a drink during the day or, or whipping around their cage right uh a couple of them a couple of them move more than the others i've noticed my older animals move more at night the younger animals move a lot during the day mm. uh i've got the uh i've got a, a sibling to sickness from this uh, last year's clutch and right. i see him moving a lot during the day and i picked up a uh, uh import walmina from uh ryan and mm -hmm. i see that one moving a lot and so they're just – those are the two youngest ones I have, and they're constantly moving, you know, day and night. And then you go in there, they'll sit still for a couple hours, and I go in there. They're already in a different position. They're moving around. I'm like, okay, you know. Hmm. So <clears throat> what are you keeping them in? What do you keep them in? I have uh, PVC cages for right. pretty much everybody. And then mm -hmm. I've got, uh, I've got uh, those little clear – I don't know if you guys saw the the little small uh, extra what do they call them the all access totes they're clear it, the front opens and the top opens up yeah yeah those and are I've yeah. got Zach I've used got, to use that yeah. right mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. it's not those you know the big gray ones when everybody started using them and they open in the front these are like like yeah. a little bit smaller than a shoebox I would say and uh, that's what I keep the the baby oh. in. Oh, yeah okay. Okay, cool. So what do you uh, so I you know when you were talking about, you know, issues with them, I was curious about like as far as ventilation, like do you have like this even if we're just focusing on the smaller ones, like in the tubs that you're keeping them in, if you putting holes in the tubs, or you just not, or you're not or Yeah, the uh the the plastic tubs, the access tubs, I have three holes on each side in the back upper corner. And that's it. Okay. Three on each side. But I'm I'm in there a lot, you know, if I'm changing water or I'm taking open pictures. It. So they're 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 constantly coming open. I mean, probably not every day, but they're right. they're I'm I'm making sure that I'm in there to open the doors up and they're getting that fresh air. You mm -hmm. know. 
Because I wonder sometimes, you know, when we, I was, I've talked to uh, Keith about that with pythons, and he said that, uh, you know, ventilation is 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 really key when, it, especially with like respiratory infections and stuff like that. You know, that that yeah. constant, you know, pushing through of the air would make a difference. Um, yeah, it's like it's like being in a house, man. If you sit in your house and you keep all your doors closed all the time, your windows closed, you're just sitting in stale air, and it just you know, then you all of a sudden you go outside, you can breathe, you feel good. And I, I imagine it's the same thing for them. You know, they're they're sitting yeah. in these boxes and then all of a sudden fresh air, it, it's got to make sense for them to feel a hell of a lot better. Sure. Right. Sure. Huh. Okay. What do you do for heat? Are you going heat tape or are you doing no heat? Uh, I pretty much run ambient. You know, I've got, they're all in their own room. And I've got okay. a space heater in there. Uh, but, okay. You know, I'm in Texas, so it's, it's our, our weather out here is bipolar anyway. But generally, it's already starting to heat up a little bit. So it's every day, probably every other day, I go in there and I'm turning it down a little bit, a little bit till it's off completely. Uh-huh. And I mean, I close the uh, the vent, the air vent, and then I'll just open up a window when it gets. You know, it's springtime here, so I kind of crack a window open, whatever, let that fresh air come in and heat them up like that. Right. So what's what's your target temp? Like, what are you shooting for? I I I keep them low to mid eighties. I mean, they okay. they 80, 80, anywhere between eighty two to eighty four. You know, sometimes like with the babies, I, I I've done like eighty six, whatever. But they all seem to do fine around that eighty two, eighty four range. And then at night, it's probably anywhere from seventy five to to eighty degrees. And I've never had any issues. You know, they do what they do. And mm-hmm. I, what did I see? I saw something the other day, and somebody was talking about chondros being active at like 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Like 40, Jesus. it was like some video, I think, and they were, somebody was talking about it. I saw it on a post somewhere, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, that's cold, you know? And they're, yeah. they're, yeah. they're moving. Like, be scared to death, I'd freeze and kill my contra. Well, I think I want to say that when Daniel Natouche was on, oh, this mm. was a long time ago, but when he was on, he was. I don't think it was quite that low, but I know it was at least fifty. Yeah, and he, he was said they were out. And I, exactly, and I think we, I think we think too much about it. You know, there is. It's like a lot of the snakes people keep, I don't want to drop this low and I want to go to the mid fifties or whatever. And I'm like, dude, some of these places it's getting down to 30 degrees and they're in a hole, even though they're underground in a hole somewhere or a tree log, it's still cold as shit. Like, and Mm. they're fine, you know, and they, 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 you know, however, hang out all winter and then come out. So I don't know. I, I think they're, they're a lot more bulletproof than we give them credit for, but when you're paying three, four, five, six thousand dollars for a snake, you're gonna baby that thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we all try to p- pretend like we don't play favorites, but you know, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Yeah, man. Like I've already got one, and she's not even here yet. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. You yeah. can't can't baby it if it's not here yet. So. That's cool. So you, you do anything as far? So what about your adults? You're keeping them in PVC cages. You're and again, just ambient temp, no lighting. Yeah, anything I've got like a, that? I've got a uh, an adult male biok, and I'd like to call her an adult female biok, but she's she's about four, mm. four and a half, 
but she's a little on the small side and she's a terror. Actually, she's the one that was in the calendar. I thought it was a he, ended up being a her, and she's she's hell on wheels. And hmm. uh, that thing is true to form, Biok. Like, she's crazy. And, you know, lighting, I don't really have lights on them. You know, it's, they're, I have a big window, and everybody's kind of on the sides of the window. And so during the day, it's lit up in there, and at night, it's dark in there. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. All right. Cool, cool, so, cool. So, what's, ahead, what's what's the collection look like now? I mean, how many conjures are you sitting on? Uh, don't give me. I think eleven. Let's see. I've got a Manaquari female. I've got two male and a female Biok. I've got a pair of Aru. I've got two mystery types that I bought at Cyclops Mountains. And after talking to Harlan and Patrick Holmes, we have pretty much figured out that they're not Cyclops. Uh, that they are, they 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 both said that they think they're either Manaquari or like a Manaquari outcross, and you know there's no lineage to them, so they're mysteries. They're just mysteries, and uh, I'm sure y'all see me post pictures of them. That male, he's two two and a half, and he's holding that yellow. I mean, he is yellow, and he's probably I'd say he's 75, 80 percent yellow, and he's he's just going strong. Awesome. And then I've got a uh, let's see I got the Wamina. The, it's a it's a almost a yearling Wamina. I've got the Sickness Sib, and then I've got one from Bill's Blue Cyclops female and uh, that Jim's male, that Son of B, and she's being paid on as we speak. So she'll she'll okay. be here soon. That's cool. cool. Be here soon. So what's the what is the reasoning on why they think that that locality was something different? Like, did they give you a reason why? Like, what was the phenotype that they were looking uh, I, at? I, I I got them I got them early on. I guess when I started really messing with the chondros and didn't really know as much then as I I feel like I know now to where I could like no that's not that it doesn't have these traits whatever. They said Cyclops, and I went with it, you know. And then <laughs> you get in there, and it's like, so we're like, no. Nah. They're like, are they? you know, Harlan is like a walking research vessel. And right. he was telling me about, you know, with Cyclops Mountain, when the the babies are born, if they're, you know, quote, unquote, pure, those their tails have a tendency to be white. And he's asking me about the tails. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're kind of they're kind of black hmm. and blue. And he's like, yeah, it's probably not a Cyclops. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, and. They were they. That's why I got them because I wanted to do locality projects, and so sure. I kind of threw a kink into that. And you know, big ordeal happened. Had them sold, and buyer's remorse. People backed out the deal, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I ended up keeping them. And then I was like, you know, man, I'm I've got these snakes. What am I going to do with them? I I could breed them to each other, but I don't want to do that because they're clutch maids. Blah blah blah. Then I picked up the sickness sieve, and I was like, man, they would fit kind of well into some designer stuff. So I guess I could still use them. And uh, so they're here, and they're going to slide into something designer at some point. So you, I know for a while that you were, like, really focusing on localities, but now you're, like, kind of going both routes? No. I'm, well, I've always loved the blue stuff. Like, that, that okay. to me is just so badass. Like, that, just a blue snake is just something incredible. And yeah. I've always had a love for the, the blue animals and stuff like that. But that, I mean, not going to lie, that stuff costs money. 
Let, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let it's like, yeah. you know, and wasn't really working, and now I've got a job, and it's like the first thing I did when I got a job was hit build up and put money on a snake, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Like, the, that was almost, I think that was literally, like, the very first thing I did. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and but my, my main goal with them is I feel like there aren't enough people producing locality-specific animals. You know, you see Beox floating around. You'll see some Arus. But I think last year there was – I saw one Wamina clutch. I think it was – I ah, don't get me wrong. I think it was Tress Clark that did the, the Waminas. And I was like, that's, mm-hmm. that's all I saw. You know, you don't see any of the, the weird localities that nobody's really familiar with. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's really doing those locality pairings. And I'm like, man, I want to get all these localities, pair them up, and try to produce – you know, locality specific animals, and I think that'd be great. As well as that would the be blues, cool. you know, the the blues is more of the the side project of it all, right? But, you know. Yeah, I I mean I I was I was the I mean when I was getting in the condros it was sort of the same for me and it was really just to sort of produce for myself and because like you said, and I never understood it until I think I said this on a previous show, but. Um, mm. You know, Ian was talking about it, and he was just uh, – I think we were talking about it at uh, Tinling. And I was like, you know, what's the deal, man? Like, why why are we seeing no locality stuff? And, you know, number one, it's like they're trying, you know, to try to get a pair of, mm-hmm. you know, snakes, any kind of chondros is you're taking a shot, you know, a 50-50 right. shot. And then you do get a pair and they're not, you know, both Aru's or they're not both Beox or, you know, it's an Aru and a Beox and, you know what I mean? And then it's like, well, am I going to not breed or am I going to breed until I right. find the perfect Aru or until I find the, you know? And uh, I think I think that kind of makes sense to me on why that, that is. And especially with more, I mean, you, I don't really see a whole lot coming in anymore. Am I wrong? Is there is there still like uh, nice stuff coming I- in? Well, I yeah. actually heard that they were trying to maybe cut that off a little bit to where not right. as much stuff, if anything at all, is going to be coming in. I don't think it's mm-hmm. happened yet, but, you know, that that would be that, – that would kind of suck. You know, I'm not saying pick them off the trees and ship them all to me, but, <laughs> you know, that, that, that that's great that, you know, we're able to get our hands still on some of this stuff and, you know – and, and I get what you're saying because I, I did that. What was it, two years ago when I tried to breed chondros? I had a gyropura female that I put to a manaquari male. I wanted right. to breed chondros. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just like, I want to breed. Now right. it's like I could have probably – there's I've passed on several adult females that were a different locality to to go with my male beer. And everything like, you should put with this adult female Aru and make, you know, Ruby X. I'm like, everybody else is already doing that. You know, right. that's cool. I have a plan – and I'm trying to stick to it <laughs> because if I get outside of my plan, I have a habit of going left. You know what I mean? It's like right. stay focused. I, I feel your pain there. Because <laughs> so, I've always been, you know, kind of restless with stuff. Like oh, I, I get bored easily. And it's like I'll, I'll, I got these big plans to do this. I'll get this mm-hmm. stuff. And then I get bored of it. And then it's like, okay, sell it. I don't want it. Let's try it something else. And right. the, what's funny is that's never happened. I've always loved chondros. Ever since I was a kid, that was probably my favorite python ever, you know, and it was just like they, they've they stuck, you know. They they stick to me like glue, and it's like I can't 
I can. It's hard enough to picture life without snakes, but I could never picture a snake room without a chondro in it. Right. I can show so you. When one. are we? it's uh mine but uh, i mean and and i get what you're saying because like i want to say it's probably easier for a carpet guy like if i were to somehow fall into a female inland i can be like you know what i'm gonna wait for for a male inland and i know to call several people and wait and get on their list for male inlands you know, it's, I mean, how long, you're never going to find, it's probably going to be very difficult to find a guy who, yeah, okay, I got uh, two male arus and you have two female arus. Let's swap. Like, that probably rarely ever happens. So, I mean, how do you justify just sitting on a perfectly good female or male not breeding it to, you know, just waiting for that perfect one? Well, one, it was, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with money. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I didn't have a job, so I can't go out and buy what I want to buy. That Dude. is a good excuse. I mean, probably, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, probably hey, why I don't have a building right now is because you know? I can't afford it. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I've I've looked for, like, an adult female beox that's big enough to breed. Like, I can't. I can't. Like, I've looked everywhere, and I see people popping up. I swear Patrick Holmes has bought, like, three of them in the past two months. I'm like, dude, where are you finding these beyonds? <laughs> and it, it's like, I just can't find them. And then it's I'm, I'm kind of picky, you know. I'm not so, oh, I just want a red one. It had to be a red Neo versus yellow. I, I don't really care about that. You know, I, I sometimes I do. I think it would be nice to, to mix it up. I, I prefer not to get an all yellow clutch, but. I'll be happy right now to get a clutch. You know what I mean? I can give a shit if they're all yellow. I just want to get a clutch. But, you know, right now I'm just I, – I feel – I don't have that stress because I'm not breeding. I'm just a keeper. And right. it's like I've gone back to the basics. You know, everybody's breeding. I don't have anything other than that male that's really old enough to breed. And so he's by himself. You know, everybody else is in between that one years and four years stage. And I'm just keeping – and I'm enjoying it. It's less stress. You know, right. well, I'm happy to just have to change water, clean shit, and feed them. For well, now. I mean, also with the stress of, I mean, we, we've talked on this show numerous times that one of the most stressful things you can do for your animals and yourself is to start breeding them. I mean, because then you have to get them to breed, which, you know, apparently I can't even do anymore. And um, you then have to take <laughs> care of any babies that you hatch. I mean, like, is there something to be said to just enjoying them as like what you're doing, keeping and not even worrying about when you're going to toss them together, when you're going to get eggs. I I feel like I can't answer that because, you know, you guys have bred uh, probably hundreds and hundreds of babies where I've, I've bred snakes one time successfully. That's it. And then I almost did it again with the chondros and they were infertile and had that issue. So, that that was it, and so okay. I've all I feel like I've always been a keeper. One because I never stuck with it. I never had that goal, and it was like I get restless. They got to go because I'm bored, and so I've right. never stuck with it long enough to to see it out. And now it's like I'm getting close, but I'm I'm just happy pairing up stuff. Like if that makes sense. Like my my goal right now is to keep, but I'm out looking for you know pairs and who I like this animal that would pair well with this. That's that's where my mindset is. It's not, you know, having to worry about 
eggs and incubators and pairing anything, I'll get there. But right now I'm just enjoying the simplicity of, you know, back, it's, it's like when I was a kid, man. It's, I'm, I'm just keeping snakes again. Only this time I'm allowed to keep them in the house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom wasn't here. That shit. She, you want a snake, it, it, can, it can stay out in the shed or in a garage or something. That was as close as it got. Right. But, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, so, so how do you formulate your breeding projects? Are you like, yeah. and what I mean by that is like, are you, are you just looking at like, okay, so I would imagine you want to do something with blue you know, you're going after the parents, you're looking at that, but are you buying like multiple animals for one project or is it just simply 1.1? 1. 1? Um, you know, are you mixing it up? Like, do you, do you see yourself saying like taking that sickness animal and then maybe breeding it to something else? Um, like how do you go, what do you, what's your thought process in doing that? Uh, I kind of, like, with, with the sickness tip, I'm waiting to kind of see what he's going to look like. And then it's like, okay, this is what he looks like. Will he be able to kind of pass some of those traits down? So let me go find a female that I feel like would be color-wise compatible with that. And, you know, like my, my locality stuff, I don't want to do them like – like, I feel like ball pythons, not I – mean, and I'm, not everybody, but there's there's a quite a few people who are just – chasing the morph you know what i mean like they're not even using the best of the best animal they're just creating sure. the morph and i feel like you know that that to me i'd rather have a badass pairing because whatever you're going to produce is just going to make it that much better and you know i that's why I've, I've been kind of picky i my aru she she's so light i mean she's light a lot of blue on her and she looks like some of these just awesome captive bred animals even though she's an import and then my male, he looked like he's straight off a tree. Like, he came in with battle scars, but he's, <laughs> he's got a lot of – I mean, you see him, and he's your typical Aru. Like, if you walked in here and you only know two localities, you're going to be like, that's an Aru. Like, as soon as you right. see him, I mean, there's no denying it. Like, he's that that bright forest green and a whole lot of white. And, I mean, you, you just see it. And then, uh, you know, and I, I think – with her blues and his white, I'm hoping, you know, to get something that her color scheme with more white on it. But, mm, you know, okay. I don't know. I'll See, take what they give you. I know that much. But, but like, what about, and this is something even worse, is that, yes, it can change from a neonate to its adult colors, but then if it's a girl, it could go hormonal blue and then change again. Like, it's, Mind-numbing after time planning as you're trying to do with these projects, isn't it still just a crapshoot of what's going to come out of an egg, or is that part of the appeal? I kind of feel like with contra, that's part of the appeal, man, because you can mm. get you can get a whole clutch of animals and none of them will look alike. You know, it's not like breeding yeah. most most animals. You know, you can take two two specific locality animals and put them together, and even within that locality, they can look crazy different, you know. But then when you start mixing that designer stuff, uh, you, you don't – it's a crapshoot. There's no telling what's going to come out of an egg, yeah. you know. I mean, look at when you look at that, that first clutch that produced sickness, there were some real nice babies in there, but then there was sickness, you know what I mean? And, and Bill, he said from the jump that animal was different, and he knew it. And, you know, 
everybody else, the, all the babies I've seen from that original pairing, they're very nice animals. They're all like phenomenally nice animals, but there's only one sickness. And now he's got that other one. What is it? Uh, the plague. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That too. I, from what I see on that animal and what I remember seeing sickness as a baby, I think the plague is going to look better than the sickness. That's just my opinion, but I, that's what I better? think. I think that's going to look better. I think what? it's going to look better. Are you <laughs> dropping that on us right now? I mean, I, I, I said it on a call. Call your shot. Honest, I think <laughs> he's going to look better. You know what I heard? Through, you know what I heard in my head when he said it's going to look better. I heard the yeah. episode of Seinfeld when, and for maybe for this is get showing my age, or whatever. But anyway, there is buying the babka, and he's like, chocolate babka. We don't have any more chocolate babka, and he's like, but what about cinnamon babka? There's another babka. <laughs> so it's like better than the sickness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like uh, Bill's gonna like kick in the door any minute and just smack you for blasphemy. Like you know, it's... <laughs> oh no, I'm very sure he's happy. I mean, to, to oh, me, like yeah. that's why he 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 knew like he he's that man's got a great eye, and he called that he called sickness when sickness was like out the egg. Like this snake is different; right. it's going to be different. And he did the same. I think that's why he named him the plague because it's right along those same lines. And the picture I saw there's there seems to be a lot of black developing. And right. I'm looking at this animal, and I was like, I think this animal's going to look better. I could be wrong, but I think it's going to look better. But it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. Well, well, it, yeah. Can we can we mix the sickness line with the cure line and somehow make just the wellness? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, where are we going with this? But we can call it the affordable health care. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but it's like with that kind of stuff, where does that take? years to develop or i mean like listen I, I i will hatch out carpet pythons and i'm like you might look good and then like a year later be like well i was wrong with you like you your sister who i sold who i see pictures of regularly was apparently the one i should have kept like is that just something you learn over time or is that just maybe look at them all and look for the weird one you know, it's funny that you say it because I know Bill has sold a couple snakes and, mm. you know, turns around like, damn, should have kept that because it turned out crazy. And yeah. it's like the female I'm getting now, I originally named her Moonshine. I thought it was going to be a good name. And then somebody tagged me and was like, there's already a snake named Moonshine. And, you know, that's cool. Yeah. If you want. I was like, no, I got to be different. So I was like, shit, okay, got to change the name. And me and my like, wife were like trying to sit here, come up with names. And she was like, what about like Cyanide? I was like, ooh, I like that. And, you know, along those lines of changing from the day, let's see, I, I saw that animal at NARBC, and right. she was, you know, very pretty green, some very nice blues, and she had a lot of black uh, speckling on her. So I was like, oh, this is this is a very nice animal. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward a couple of days ago, and I'm at work and get a text message from Bill, and he's like, your snake is fucking incredible. And I'm just like, what? Like, what happened? And I was like, <laughs> send me a pic. And he sends me this picture, and almost all the black is gone, but you see this blue wash to her now. And I'm just like, yes! <laughs> you know, I, I like the black, but I really like the blue. And right. I was just, you know, it. if I put the pictures side by side, it looks like two different animals. And it's crazy. And then I got all excited. I was like, look at this. And my wife's like... Okay, <laughs> you know, she was just like, just cool, you know. And I'm like, Man, this is above cool. Ex- like, 
I mean, why are they never as excited as us? Like, you know, I mean, like, come on. <laughs> oh, but you, but what's crazy is she sees a Mexican black king snake and she's like, look how pretty this is. And I'm like, it's a black fucking snake. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're, you're you're not foaming at the mouth over this blue chondro, but you're tripping on a but black, all black snake. king snake. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. Yeah, right? She likes snakes. I'm gonna just take it. <laughs> yeah, dude, just run with it. You know, it's it's cool, but that is awesome. So cyanide is a is a sibling to the sickness, right? No, cyanide is from the blue cyclops and the oh, okay. uh, Jim's male. Mudbone gotcha. is my yellow uh, neo that is sickness to that is a sibling to sickness. Mudbone. <laughs> Mudbone. Like, listen, dude, thoroughbred horses have some weird freaking names. Look, but hey, I think look, right look, after Owen, that, Owen, Owen, as soon as you said it, this is I swear to God, this is how I got this next name. Is I looked up horse names, like racing <laughs> horse names, and See? because they always have these crazy names, and I'm like, I like these names. And I, that's how I came up with Mudbone. I was like, oh, I, I swear well, I saw it. I was like, oh, Mudbone, that's cool. Also, thoroughbred horses are not allowed to repeat names all the way going back to however long thoroughbred horse racing has ever gone. Like, they just play off the names, but they can't repeat. So, you know, eventually we'll get there with freaking green tree pythons where somebody's like, this is my snake dragon. Can't, there's already a dragon somewhere in the breeding book of chondro pythons. Passed down through many generations, like yet yeah, now. So yeah, I totally suck at the whole naming thing, but I think that that's the one thing that the the chondro world does way better than the carpet world because I think it adds something. Like it's almost like you know the animal personally, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you I, yeah. you get a you get a new uh, appreciation of that animal. It's not just like. EBM seventeen oh one exactly it stands out like it stands <laughs> right. out a lot you know when you look yeah. at carpets and you think of names you would think of Gamma of course Madam Blueberry I mean these these names really like you say that and people know almost what snake you're talking about and then right. you you talk about lines you know M pen or whatever there's could be you know all kinds of animals and it's I, I think those names really stand out and like like you were saying with the chondro community you mentioned you know uh mr blue or uh oh what's that snake's name no i'm saying dark Darth mall and you start naming these names people are like yeah they know these snakes and it's yeah. crazy the names they stick so well i think name uh, will stand out like joe black uh popcorn raven rain yep. sissy oh, isis <laughs> the no, but yeah but, but think yeah. about it this way there were chondros that people were going gaga over and knew their names. Now we're so far removed from those animals that we're now getting obsessed over new chondros and their names and their lines. It's like, yeah, it, 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 it's so weird if you think about it. Cause it's like, eventually in herpticulture, Mr. Blue will have to be an animal that will need to be explained to people and it won't just be common knowledge in the Condra community. Maybe his line will be, but it's almost like how every once in a while you see a carpet python person who doesn't realize that MBB actually stands for Madam Blueberry. Like, they're like, oh. So, I mean, eventually you will get there. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. Sad day. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Sad day. 
<laughs> it will be a sad day for sure. Um, so that 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 animal that you got, that yellow baby, is that what they call? That's a like a blaze baby, right? Isn't that what that yes, is? He's 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 the blaze. The blaze is basically it's like a yellow neo, and it's just got this like a red stripe, I guess, down his back. You know, yeah, and of course badass. it doesn't stay. It it, it fades. Right. But if you put him next to any other, like the Blaze Babies next to another a normal yellow Neo, you, you just right. see it because they're yellow and then they have their pattern. With the Blazes, they're yellow, they have their pattern, and they've got this red wash running from, like, the back of their neck all the way down to, like, the, right to their tail. Yeah. And it fades, you know, but... Is, I mean... Is that... Why'd you pick him? Like, why, why Mudbone out of all the other babies? Well... It actually happened that I went to a reptile show. Uh, it was one of our local shows to pick up some feeders. Mm-hmm. And Mudbone was actually a present from my wife. I didn't know uh, I was getting We went in there, and he, Bill had two of them left. They were on the table. One of them, I think, was sold, and he had this one sitting there. And I was looking at it like, I didn't know you had any left. It's a signature. I've been wanting one of these. I wasn't, you know, asking my wife for it. I was just saying, God, like, I can't believe I missed this again. I've been dying for, you know, something from Bill anyway, some of this clutch. And so we left. And I had, mm-hmm. I didn't think nothing else of it. And so we're in the car, and she just looked at me, and she's like, so do you really want that snake? And I turned, and I was like, what snake? <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, the contra that Bill had. And I looked at her, and I'm like, what? And she's like, well, if you want it, we can get it. And I was like, what? You know, I'm just <laughs> repeating what about six times. So and I'm looking at like, you turn on you know? the turnpike and caused a massive yeah. accident, killing numerous people. You went no, back look, to the reptile look, show, look, right? She laughed. <laughs> she laughed because I literally almost started crying. Like it, it wasn't <laughs> that it, it wasn't that I just wanted the conjure. It was just my wife being who she is and doing what she does for me it was just like you are the greatest fucking woman alive. Like, you know, right. and she's all like, yeah. you're crying about a snake. And I'm like, no, fool, I'm crying about you. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you are fucking awesome. You and, brought me a chondro. You know, like, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know what this means to me. You know what my plans are with this. And, and you would do that. Like, that means the absolute world to me. And so I was just like, like, I was on the verge. I probably did drop some tears. And she was just like, you're so cute. I'm like, shut up, pay bill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it pay on the button, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we did that. You know, and I've got a couple animals. My my Aru female, she got me for, I think, my birthday. Uh, like, I'd have to go through them and look, but a couple of these she's got for me. You know, mm-hmm. some of them come in on trade, right. some of them I bought. Oh, you know. I mean, it's it's good that you know. Apparently, your 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 wife owns the snakes, and she just hired you as the keeper. I mean, that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> what, what, okay, well, look. When we first when we first met, I had yeah. Burmese pythons and some king snakes. So she's and, just happy you've got smaller things, right? Then instead oh, of like, yeah. you well, know. she didn't she didn't like snakes at all. Like, mm. like never been around them. She wasn't feeling them. And we went to move in together, and she's like, that's cool, but you got to get rid of your snakes. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I've always had snakes. What do you mean i got to get rid of them? And it just kind of put me in a jam, and it was like, okay, this girl or the snakes. And it was a hard decision, you know what I mean? But, you know. <laughs> Been there. She, she went out. She went out. So I, I moved in with her, sold everything. and But I, I constantly talked about it. I was always talking about it. And what helped open that door is she's always had this thing for frogs. And she had little stuff, you know, stuffed animals and statues and all these little frogs, signs and all that kind of stuff all over the house. 
And so I was like, man, we should go to a reptile show. They've got all kinds of frogs. You know, I didn't mention snakes. She knew they were going to be there, but I didn't mention them. I'm just like, they got red-eyed tree frogs. They got blah, blah, blah. I'm like just frogging her ass out, like everything I could think of frogs. So we went to a show, and she surprised me. Didn't even really look at any of the frogs. was like looking at lizards, and she seen a king snake. And was just like, that is so pretty, blah, blah. And I'm looking at her like, motherfucker, I had two of them, and you made me get rid of them. <laughs> and, and she's like, but I really like this snake. And I was like, you like it? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it for you. And I started like, hell no. And she was like, okay. And then I was kind of, I was like, hell yeah, but I was still kind of pissed. Like, I sold some snakes just to buy you a snake? Like, what the fuck just happened? So, Could have made our own snakes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I did. I bought her, I bought her a little king snake. And uh, we still have that snake to this day. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now, and you know she's that snake's a garbage disposal. You know, king snake, they eat anything. Oh yeah, so, oh, hell. oh yeah, yeah. I remember the, king the day snake that, is eating something bad oh, happened. Man. Look, yeah. I remember the day I was at work and I got a phone call. And she's like, "Bam, bam, guess what?" And I was like, "What?" And you know, I'm instantly like, "What's wrong?" She's like, "My snake bit me." <laughs> she was all excited. <laughs> and I'm like, "Crack it up!" I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" She's like, "It scared me." But it didn't hurt. And I'm like, no, it never really does. It's like it's a king snake. King snake. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. and at the time it was probably a foot long. So, of course, you don't feel it at all. Oh, my God. But she's she's something else. And now she's like, you know, she, she's my rock, man. She supports this 100%. And she knows what I'm doing. And she, she's in, she keeps me focused because it's like, look, don't go outside of this. You know, we'll go to the reptile show and I might see something. I'm like, oh, look at this cool thing. And oh, she's like, no, it's not a chondro. Leave it alone. You know? And I'm just like, <laughs> right. right, baby, you're right. Wow. You know, if you want to get a cage, get a cage. Leave that snake on that table. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. Damn. Whew. So, boy, it's a reason. I, I mean, would you, I, I, would you venture back into other Morelia or is it still oh, yeah, just I'm not done. for now? Okay. I'm not done. I mean, right yeah. now it's, it's it's chondros like that's they're on the brain i want my stuff paired up like i think once i've actually got the stuff i want to have pairs of you know what i'm saying or trios whatever i'll i'll be happy then it's like okay okay, time to focus and go back to to what originally brought me you know into all this and i've always loved jungles you know so it's like at some point i've never been a huge fan of like yeah the inlands are pretty they're they're cool, mm-hmm. but some of that stuff just it didn't really catch my eye, like that mm-hmm. that velvety black and that that bright golden yellow. I just that was badass to me, and I've always been stuck on chondros or on on jungles. And so, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think at some point I'll get back there, but right now, staying focused. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stay on that even keel. No, it's it's. I get that because you don't want to you don't wanna expand too early, otherwise you end up just with a bunch of weird stuff that you don't know what you're doing with. So. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I've got a love for Alterna. You know, I I, I love some gray banded king snakes, and yeah. and they remind me so much of chondros. You know, the the way they're a lot of those guys are very locality specific. You know mm-hmm. what road and canyon they came out of. I mean. You know, they're a lot like chondros in that aspect. They're they're hard to get feeding, you know, when they're born. They're a lot like chondros in that aspect. And it's like, but as much as I love them, I don't want to start getting into that because then it sidetracks me from this. 
and then it's like, oh, I might get bored of them, and it's just nope, one thing at a time. If I kept colubrid, that that would be what I think what I would keep. They are they are really cool. I mean that but contrast of that gray and the red and red, like that, yeah. Or some of them, the, 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 uh, depending on the locality, like you got those. I think it's called a a, a Waco. Waco. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Those things. There's almost no oranges on them. It's like black and gray. They're gorgeous. And yeah. Those yeah. are just so incredible well, looking. And can uh, you collect your own out there in Texas? Yep. Or see, that's dangerous. They, I would want to do that. <laughs> yeah, and I I do want to do it. Like just just yeah. to go out there and do it. I want to find a bunch of stuff. I'm not trying to bring shit stuff home, but I just want to get out there just to 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 go hunting like we used to as kids. You know, I go out with my dad. We go catch a bunch of snakes and stuff and take pictures and then let everything go. You know, and I I miss that. Now I'm older and I'm fat and you know trying to, <laughs> trying to get up there and hike through some wilderness and like fucking kill me. But you know, it, it'd be a good time. And now that I got a little one and she's constantly. You know, in here she's she's been helping. She's three, and she's in here pulling newspapers, throwing them in the trash, and she wants to feed them now. And you know, it's great. She's I think, got a little corn snake. I think the real reason that you want to go collect your own is because you want to argue with that person on Facebook when they say, "How do you know that it's that locality?" And you'll be like, "Cause I picked it up bitch. off the ground, I the GPS I know exactly what road it's right from. from that road. <laughs> Here's a picture of it." GPS next to it. Today's yeah. newspaper and my face. All right, is this good right. enough? Yeah, it's, yeah. And they, they, both some is, of them have a tendency to have a third look too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> Facebook, man. Uh, uh, that's dangerous. Facebook is going to be the death of me. I swear. Like I took a long ass break for like a couple months, and I was just like, I need a break from this shit. Like I'm arguing with people over shit that just does not concern me. Like why? <laughs> and it's I, like I'm arguing just with people, random people about dumb shit, and I'm like, you know what? I need to get my ass off Facebook. And I, I was on Instagram for a while, but you know, I'm still on Instagram, but it's just I had to take that break. And it's like I came back just to jump right back into what I left. Like I'm arguing about <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus Christ, Evan, we can stop. Yeah, I find that. Uh, so, you know, I did it about what maybe like two months ago. I just deleted that shit from my phone. You know, I still go on Facebook, yeah. but it's not on my phone. Like I have Messenger on there. That way, if somebody wants to contact me, and I have my pages on there. But like as far as like the actual Facebook app, nah, nope. Yeah, and it's these it's these groups, man. It's these groups because you've got a lot of good people in there, a lot of these, you know, knowledgeable guys, but it's like people still don't take advantage of that. And I'm seeing, especially in the Green Street groups, you know, this is where I'm tuning most of my argument, is you see a lot of these people that go out and buy the snake, then come to the Facebook group and ask for help. How do I take care of this animal? And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Why, why yeah. did you buy the snake first? Why don't you... Ask how you set it up, get your cage to do everything right, then go get the animal. Because in the meantime, you're probably going to kill that import animal that you know nothing about. You know, no one told you you probably need to take it to the vet and get a fecal ram because it's probably got parasites. You know, they don't they don't tell them that kind of stuff because that would scare that would scare somebody from buying an animal. If you tell me, yeah. hey, he's an import, he might have parasites, I'm be like, what the hell? You know, if I didn't know, and and so they're not going to tell you that. And then here you yeah. are a couple 
weeks later and you're like, well, what's wrong with my snake? He's on the ground and he's looking funny. He won't eat and he's pooping out this strange stuff. And we're just like, oh my God, you know, it's just <laughs> frustrating. And it's like, I, I don't mean to be a dick. I just care about the snake. I don't care about your feelings or how you think, how you're Whoa. taking what I said. I don't give a shit. I just care about the snake. <laughs> Here's the here's the problem that I see with social media, right? So Scott Borden does a blog, like I think he does it pretty much every week. Maybe he takes a break from time to time. But he had right. Keith McPeak come and do a guest blog. And he does this guest blog and they kind of share it around or whatever. And then some ball py- I love ball python girl or something like this. Oh for the She's love of God. She starts saying that Keith doesn't have a clue. He's just some old guy kidding? with an ego and like on and on and on. And I'm like, I, I just like, I get, so, so I, get like, I don't know how you guys can comment on this, but like, how do you bridge the gap between the old and the new? Because I think sometimes the old can be, we're, you know, we're, we're cratchety old people, right? We, we're stuck in our ways you know, I'm 32 and I'm a crotchety old guy. I mean, what do you exactly. want from me? So, so you so, can totally relate. It's like I can. you don't want to push it forward. <laughs> but then you have young people that are coming into the hobby and they're like, you know, they're the fresh set of eyes. And, you know, they want to try to push it forward a little bit more. Like, you know, like how can we push this forward? Especially with snake keeping. You have to admit whether or not you, uh, you know, what we're doing works for snakes. But like, if you compare us to like monitors and stuff and we, we like the monitor crowd, like they, they've, they've pushed their husbandry forward. But it seems like with snakes, this works. Let's just stay with it. And if you try to push it a little bit, sometimes people get, you know, like people that have done it forever. They're like, well, if it's not broke, why fix it? And I totally get that. But mm. at the same time, the young people coming in, they need to like step the hell back for a second. And like the reason that you're keeping the snake you're keeping is like, you know, because they, it's because of this it. other generation. Of Keith. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? People like that Keith. Would, yeah. That you would know. be like, that would be, that would be the equivalent of like somebody going to trooper Walsh and saying, what the fuck do you know about spraying chondros, bro? <laughs> like we don't keep them that way anymore. Like what's I, wrong? I, I you guarantee I mean? you. If Trooper actually posted stuff, he probably would get yelled at like that. It's the problem is is that either people are ignorant and don't know who they're talking to, number one, or number two, they assume that what they've been told by various other people is the correct way to go about it, and they're set in their way already and have to be educated. The problem is is that a lot of times, and and I was speaking to uh, somebody today who was asking us about, you know, getting more people involved in the show that would be necessarily newer to the hobby. You know, the problem with that stuff is, is that, you know, a lot of the lessons I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, this is how I do it. And this is how you should do it. But a lot of times you're not going to listen until something bad happens. And then, then you're going to start going like, you know, I could sit there and say, Hey dude, those chondros that you're picking up, they're for cheap. They're probably imports. They're probably wild caught. You need to do this, 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 and this. And they'll be like, okay, now how do I keep it in a 10-gallon tank? I'm like, that's probably not yeah. the best way. And they're like, but I'm going to keep it in a 10-gallon tank. How do I make it work? You can't. I've so got a 100-watt heat bulb on it. Yeah, please stop. Like, and, then, <laughs> and then no one will listen oh. until the animal is dead or something bad happens and they have to spend money at a vet. Then, then they will start actually doing the research and looking at stuff. 
So and that's where I got to check myself because when they do that, I've seen them post. I just picked up yeah. this animal. And you try to give them advice, and it's Facebook. We're typing. We're not talking on the phone or face to face because a lot of that stuff gets lost. You know what I mean? Like I sure. might say something through mm-hmm. typing, and I sound like a complete dick. If you were talking to me face to face, you'd understand exactly what I was saying. And right. so a lot of people get in their feelings, and it's like, bro, that's not what I was trying to say. I was just trying to explain to you that that snake is not good set up like this, and you need to change that. And, well, so-and-so told me this, and, okay, cool, your snake, you're, do what you do. And then here they come posting again a, a month or two later with all these problems with that same snake. And then I just want to be that asshole now and be like – See if you fucking listened, or you were too busy being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. you know, I got to tone that shit down because that doesn't right. help, and, and I know it, that. It does, but sure. it's aggravating yeah. because I it tried is. to help you, so it wouldn't come to this, you know. And I'm not the only one. I I seen a post the other day, and it tripped me out because he he posted a picture of this animal, and everybody, I think it was like every comment was like, "Don't touch that snake, leave it alone, don't buy it." And then later down the line, like he's like, "Well, I went ahead and picked it up." And everybody's like, what the hell? And he posted a picture, and the snake did look way better than the original picture. But it was like, man, I would have steered clear, you know? And I I still feel like I kind of know what I'm doing enough that I could pick something up like that and try to rehabilitate it. But certain animals, I would just steer clear. You probably could have gave me that snake. And some people aren't going to learn that until they they make a mistake. I mean, and dude, and I know what Eric was talking about with progression of, like, say, monitor guys and how they keep – but the monitor guys still have the same pe- same problems where it's like, I picked up a croc monitor. Will it live in my 45-gallon long tank? No. Like, you know, that's that's the problem is sometimes the good people in the reptile community kind of get lost in the wave of the people who are just, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it my way because I don't want to spend the money to do it properly. I don't want to spend the time to do it properly. So it, it's it's almost like we got to find maybe a different way of approaching people to kind of weed out the people that will be good for the hobby versus, okay, you're just one of those idiots. Okay. Go over there and have fun with your 4,000 dead animal, like $4,000 dead thing. Like, you know, that's fine. But it it is, you don't want to ever leave somebody with a bad taste in their mouth that could have potentially pushed us forward. So yeah, it's hard though. And I feel like like Facebook has been around for such a long time now that the way the groups are set up and the way the the research and the information is is right there. You can ask you know one question and get a ton of information about you know carpets, chondros, whatever. And I, I made a post I think it was yesterday about you know if you still pull your snake out to feed it, you're an idiot. And it's like you know that, that kind of you know and one guy. Can you remember doing like, well, that? <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't think I, I did, did it. That. I know I did it. I know I did it. I never did it. No, uh, dude, I, I had a separate. I, I had a separate feed bin, and I was told that in order to tame down your snakes, you had to remove <laughs> them, and keep them. Do you have any idea how many times I got fucking bit in college because I'm trying to yep. pull a snake out of a cage after I've thawed out rodents in front of it? Are you fucking kidding me? Like you and know, basically. And they're still yeah, in food mode. Exactly. <laughs> like, so basically, what what am I going to do? I'm going to trigger my snake to have a hunting response on me because I'm dumb enough to try to do this when I can just open the cage, put a freaking rat in their face, and they'll eat it. Yep. You know, it, yeah. 
And, I, and one of the comments, like the guy said, he's like, or they're just uneducated. And I'm like, but man, at this point, you're just a moron because that myth has been talked about, dispelled years and years ago. Like, but I it, still everywhere. hear about like, it. No, but I still yeah, hear about it because I sell I sell a snake to somebody, and they say, well, you know, how is it going to calm down? I'm like, well, it's a baby now, so everything's scary for it. Just give it some time, let it have its established territory, and it'll start coming around. Like once it realizes that you're not going to hurt it, it will most likely chill out. They're like, okay, so feed it outside the cage. I'm like, that is not what I said, but you know, it's uh, it's that's the problem is that somewhere. At some point, somebody got this as an idea, and it will not go away. Just like how they still sell plug-in heat rocks at Petco, which means oh people God. are still buying them because they feel it's an appropriate I, way to heat an animal. Swear to God, I saw one of those in a setup the other day for sale. They had they some, some kind of animal. I don't remember if it was a snake or a lizard monitor or something, and they took a picture of the setup, and there in the corner is this fucking hot rock, and everybody was like... Dude, is that a hot rock? Like, is that thing fucked uh, up? Like, <laughs> oh my god, I, take that out, trash. If, honest to God, if any, if you are listening to me right now, and if you go to your local Petco, PetSmart, or any other pet store, even if you're just going for like dog food, go through the reptile section. They will have plug-in heat rocks. <laughs> Swear to God, and they will have a few of them. Yeah. Now, Yes, I know Eugene Bissett called me an unproven breeder. I still am, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Eugene had all these one-liners all the time, man. He he just, he, he was full. And, uh, you get that printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, Ryan had posted that uh, good husbandry was built on a pile of dead snakes. And, uh, you yeah. know, Eugene said that on the show, student of the serpent, all that stuff. So he said he he killed more condors than he ever produced, and that's. But the problem is he had to. You learned every kill him to bake him exactly. Well, he said that if you if an animal dies and you don't learn anything, then the animal was wasted. You know, but you know if something ha- something bad happens and you're still able to learn from it, it's it's kind of like a silver lining. So yeah, yeah. So what about uh, breeding? Like, so you've 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 done it a a couple times, right? And you sort of slugged out, and I know the uh, first time you had... Twice, and once. The very first time was successful. The second time was a slug out. Mm. Okay. So that's where I'm so, at. And then, you know, right now I'm just kind so, of waiting on eight. So what's your thoughts? Too young? Too... Not not in long enough together? Or what, do you, what, did, what did you learn from uh, that? Man, I... I felt like I moved too fast. One, I felt like the male was maybe a little young because the female was like four or five years old. She she was, and she was big. Like she had some size to her. So, you know, I felt like she was okay. I think it was more on the male's part, but Mm -hmm. overall I felt like it was on me. You know, I really feel like I moved too fast, you know, and like I, I had them, a year, maybe not even a year when I paired them up, and it was just mm-hmm. like I got excited, and I, I felt like, you know, oh, I got no pair, let's see if I can do this, you know, and I, I should have waited, There's, I should have paid more attention to them, and you know, I should have just taken my time and sort of rushing into it, and I, I think that was all because of me, you know, I couldn't do anything, she got egg bound, and had to have mm-hmm. a baby, but 
I, I couldn't do anything about that. But you know, you learn a little, and I'm, I and I think you know, with all that happening, it it helped because there's a lot of questions I was asking. I, I know I I probably pissed Bill and Ian uh, off because I was calling them all the time, texting, "Hey, what is this? What is that?" Blah, blah. That's how I really got to know Ian, you know. And then he came in for a carpet fest and. We mm-hmm. had to hang out and everything, and I've met great people because of bad decisions. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> it was great. Like, it it sucked, but it was great. So, you know, now I'm like, because I've got that female vehicle. Like I said, she's like four and a half, and she's a little on the small side. And you know, I've heard people, oh, the age is what matters. You could probably breed her. I was like, I probably could, but I probably won't. You know, not till she's got some size on her, and I know she's. I feel like she could handle it, but uh, I'm no rush, gotcha. man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you really, I mean, you know, Morelia in general, but seem to be like one, you have to be patient. You you have to mm-hmm. be very patient. You know, you can't rush those species. You know, I mean, some carpets you can kind of get to size quick, but like, you know, diamonds and chondros and bread lie and, Rough scales, they all seem well. Maybe not rough scales. I don't know. I'm going based off of how Owen breeds rough scales. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, oh. Well, you do. You you're growing how them up slow. You, you're taking. Sir? I mean, it's not a geez. bad thing. I slow grow too, man. I'm, I'm saying, sorry. Like, I didn't get them up to size by age two and a half and try to get two eggs out of them before they die. God, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. Jeez, sensitive tonight. Well, to be honest, it's like we talked. We already talked about how stupid college Owen fed snakes in a bin. I, I, I fed them. I fed them twice a week. You know, it's, right? Yeah, it's that'll the do shit that. You learn exactly. Yeah. So it's like I. You look at the carpets that I raised when I was in college versus the carpets that I'm raising now. Nobody's going to get that big. Like, you know, mm, right. I'm going to have a bunch of four foot cages. I'm not going to know what to do with because I'm right. not going to let carpets get that big anymore. So it's, it is, unfortunately. And you know, it's slow grow, I think is definitely the better way. I'd rather have a really healthy female have her first year at five where she can give me a really good clutch than rush a three and a half year old in. That being so, said, right? I, I had a I had a four year old uh, uh, that I wasn't going to breed this year ovulate the high hell, and I'm like, I guess I'm going to put a boy in with you. So sometimes they know their bodies better than I do. So sure. So what's your approach with feeding, Evan? Like, you know, are you a regimented like once a week type of guy, or do you follow that like not until they move type of situation? Uh, what's your approach? Or whenever you feel like it. The two, yeah. yeah, the the two babies I have, I feed them probably every four to five days. Okay. Everybody else is pretty much when I walk in here and oh shit, y'all haven't eaten in a while. You know, you see some tails going, and they're all perched up staring at you. And every time you move, they kind of jump at the glass real quick yeah, they're probably a little hungry <laughs> you know it's like yeah, yeah you know and i try to make it spread i'll feed during the day i'll if i'm if i'm off you know i'm off on sunday so it's it's three o'clock in the morning saturday night I, maybe i went fishing and just came in and just happened to come in the snake room i'm looking around shit let me feed y'all you know i'm so sporadic with it like it's i don't have a set schedule and i just you know feed whenever 
Now, are you feeding small, babies. smaller prey items oh, yeah. or uh, yeah, predominantly mice? You know, I, I every now and then I might give them like a, a. I was kind of against rats, but I'll give them like a little rat hopper, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I generally do mice. Right. Eric, can you imagine your collection that would if it primarily ate mice? Like you didn't have to dip into rats. Dude. I mean, how awesome would that be? You know, the 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 well, the bad thing with carpets is is that usually you know my adults are medium rats, and that's yes. the ball python most gold, expensive gold mine. You know, yep. because that's like the perfect ball python food is a medium rat, and it just seems that uh, you know they're they're hard to find, and they're almost as expensive as large and. You know, yep. so larges are less expensive than medium. Sometimes it's mind-boggling. Yeah. So yep, yeah, yeah. It would be nice to uh, to just. You don't breed rodents, do you, Evan? I I tried for a while, and uh, I did pretty good. You know, uh-huh. but we we had rats, and I because I had some other snakes, and that would eat rats, and it was getting kind of kind of expensive to be buying them. Right. And so I was just like, man, I just breed my own. And I tried mice, which I really needed, and I just couldn't get the mice to go. And then when they – I had, like, ten females, and none of them would breed. And then I probably had one female go. She she probably – they had just become hopper mice. Like, she not even them, hopper. They, had, they weren't even weaned yet. No, she died. Oh. She just died. And then the mice were like, we need milk. And I'm like, well, I'm going to feed you off because you don't have a mama. <laughs> so I had oh. to feed them off. But yeah, sometimes you gotta do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. mice are nasty, dude. Like, I had way more rats, and they didn't smell half as bad as like twelve, thirteen mice did. I was just like, these fucking mice are gross. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Collection so slipped down, so I was just like, I'm not gonna waste my time breeding a bunch of, you know, rodents when I don't have such a large collection to feed anymore. Right. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, so do you do anything as far as like, uh, or have you thought about like maybe as the, you know, well, I, I guess this is a two part question. Uh, as far as breeding, do you follow like the, you know, the season or do you just kind of like put them together, uh, when you sort of see the female giving you some signs? Is it, is that your approach? When when I when I was able to breed the chondros, she, I, I kind of went by when everybody else was doing it. It seemed like okay, this is the time I should probably start introducing. I'm seeing everybody mm-hmm. else introduce males, and you know I watched them because I know, like with chondros, they're not like carpets. Carpet males, you know, they're getting their wrestle. And at the time, I highly suspected it was a female, and I had gotten it as male, and so mm-hmm. I was like, this is a female. It perched different, and I, you know, I got a whole theory on how they perch, and I was just like, I think this is a female. The, the way she sits, the way she is built, she just looks like a female. And so I was like, man, if I put this in here, though, if I put this male in here, and this is another male, there's going to be a problem. And, you know, I put him in, I, I sat there and watched him, and there was just nothing. He was all, all, I mean, he was all over her, and I was like, that's a female for sure. And within... I'd say an hour, an hour of introducing them, they were locked up. And mm. then I was like, oh, my God, they locked up. Like, I was flipping out, like, 
you'd have thought I was <laughs> half eggs already. Like they were locked <laughs> up and I was losing it. And I was like, Yeah. Right. Uh, so right. I was on cloud drive, but I you know, I that's when all the questions started. Okay, this is what I've read, I gotta drop these tips to this and let me double check this. Bill, is this what you do? You know what I'm saying? Hey Ian, is this what you would you know, and I was just like asking questions and questions and Sure. I, it's irritating, and, and I, I tell people, yeah, I, it's going to feel like you're pissing people off, but ask those questions because, mm. you know, I, I don't like that saying, no question is stupid or however you say it, because there are some stupid questions, and it's like, yeah. you know, but some of them, some of them need to be asked, and I, I felt like I could have never got to where I am now if I wasn't asking question after question of these guys and them helping me out and, pointing me in the right direction and it it it's not just about the breeding it's just about the keeping aspect as well you know Tim, you, you see these guys and like i was serious there's a guy that had a hundred white heat bulbs on his condor the other day and everybody's like dude you're gonna you're gonna cook your snake and he's like well this is what they told me to do. we're like who told you to use a hundred watt bulb for a condor like no like it's not a savannah water and so it's oh just like, dude, like kick that light get rid of that setup do it like this and they're like well what if i just do this and it's like okay i mean we're trying to help you out here but just just take the advice you know and some people have been doing this forever you know and i'm learning every day and i just like there's somebody that asked me a question hey man i want to talk to you and you seem real knowledgeable i'm like dude i'm just i'm still learning like every day i'm learning if it's not from somebody that does this on the regular i'm learning mm-hmm. from my snakes you know mm-hmm. they teach you more than anybody will teach you if you pay attention to it. Yeah, man, so that's we, like the uh, you're 100% right there, man. That's that's great advice. I, I think a lot of people turn to Facebook or whatever, but you know, just go in your snake room and just sit there for a while and watch. Yeah, and, and watch them. And, and it's like I was talking to you guys earlier, and I had said, you know, you asked me about the the drinking and stuff like that, and I said, you know, I'll give them fresh water, and I had just given some of them some fresh water. And while I was talking to you, I walked outside, smoked a cigarette, turned off the lights in here. As soon as I came back in here and turned on the light, two of them were facing deep in the water. And it's, it's funny to me, I was like, because that's what I said they do. Uh, if I mm-hmm. walk out of here and turn that light off, they're, they're cruising, they're moving, they're in the water. You know, they're different animals. And I see guys what? set up those cameras, too. That's what I want to do next is put a camera in here and watch them. Right? Yeah. It's, it's completely different when you're not around. I mean, your, oh, hell your yeah. body is given off. So much heat. They're focused on that. Are you trying to kill them? Are you trying to eat them? You know, they don't know. And if you're right. not in here, you get to see a whole different aspect of the things they do. I mean, they're they do some strange shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Weird. Right. Mm-hmm. I have noticed with Morelia in particular, this would be carpets, chondros, and I'm even going to throw scrubs into this to this mix. But as soon as you change their water, they're down there drinking it. Yeah, they but, drink it. Yeah. It's, I, I don't see that with other pythons. That's like they could give two shits. But like for whatever reason, it's like, you know, I don't know. Are they water snobs or something like that? They can only have fresh like, you know, I don't know. There's something about yeah. maybe it's the temperature well, or. Um, I'll say that. It's got my amoebas in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll say when I swap out my Timor pythons water, that's yeah. usually yeah. when I'll come downstairs later and one of them will be in it. Like, well, they're just trying but, to load up, man. They're like a water gun. Yeah. They're going to be shooting you yeah, on the they opposite just, end I, pretty I, soon. Dude, you know? 
here's the thing. I have I have the hide boxes in there, so like if they're in it, I'm like, oh, time to clean. Like you know, and <laughs> one of them was like just messing up the cage, like little by little. Like each day, the cage was getting like worse and worse. I'm like, all right, I gotta clean the cage, but like would not go in the hide box, and I had to handle an adult Timor python, and it it was not a pleasant experience. There's but- Dude, this the end is of the it, I had to scrub of... everything. Like, oh, God, it was horrible. This is the beauty of chondros. Not only are they the easiest python to take a picture of, but they're yes. also the easiest python to clean. They just sit exactly. on the stick. You take the stick out. You put the stick over on the side. You clean the cage, change the mm-hmm. water, whatever you do. Yeah. Put the stick yeah, back. You think that. <laughs> you, for, for the most part, that's true. I got one. Like, you touch that glass, and all of a sudden that head whips around. And she's ready. Like, it's oh, like you got an evil. Yeah. You got an like, evil one too. That the one that I was telling you earlier that uh, was in the calendar. That thing is, right. is. I don't know what's wrong with that snake. Like that snake's just hateful. <laughs> like I don't know if it's just me and the snake hates me or if she's just. I don't know, man. Like she's a bitch. Like that snake is <laughs> me. And you know, I I literally can't open it. Like if I she'll she'll be facing the wall and have her back to me, and I slide that glass open. That head whips around so fast, and she's already, I mean, you see in her face, like, reach in here. And I'm just like, dang, man, like, I'm just trying to give you some fresh water. <laughs> I remember poop in the corner. Like, come on. I remember I had, chill, this, <laughs> I had this Aru Biok, right? And I don't know what we were trading, Owen, but we were trading something. And we were doing some kind of deal. And I'm giving you this Aru Biok mail. And right. yep. I think, I, 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 think I, brought, I bought it at Tinley or something. And I'm like, you yep. know, I don't know if it's going to fit in. It's a, you and know, I think it still had the Chondro was, female. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yep. well, this will fit in with your project. So I give it to him and he texts me like the next day. He's like, what the hell, man? This thing is evil. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Are you kidding oh, me? I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> well, because like, I had bad. the removable perches. And what I used to do is pop bad, out bro. the removable perch. <laughs> And I would just set it like in an open bin over here and it would just kind of sit there and watch. So I do that for this guy and I turn around and he's halfway uncoiled. I go to reach for the perch and he bites me on the hand. I'm like, you dick. I go for the other side of the perch and he's whipping around. He's, he won't let me anywhere near the perch. So I'm like, you know what? Screw you. I knock the perch into the bin, close the bin. I'm like, hang out in there for a little bit. It's right, like, you know, yeah. it was, it, yeah, it was just, and then he wouldn't come out of the bin. It was an evil chondro. Yeah. And that was it. That's what did it. Eric broke me from Chondros. I probably was I'm sorry. keeping them, but he ruined <laughs> them for me. Yeah, I gave. I, I got rid of. I got rid of him, and I gave the female back to Buddy, and then that was it. Went yeah, entirely he's the like, Calibrids. He's like, screw this shit. Screw this. I'm getting, I'm getting rhino rat snakes. They're green. <laughs> if I'm getting if I, exactly, if I'm getting bit by something, it might as well be something cooler. You know, yeah. Right. Ouch. How Damn right, I did it. Yeah, I, it's right here. Um, <laughs> did he say something? I missed it. That's a punch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we did get a question from Brandon in here, and I don't know if you keep them the same way. I know Bill does this, but do you keep – like how do you feel about keeping babies on water and as a substrate and for how long? And also if you keep your babies on water but your rack is belly heat instead of back heat, would you still do it? Uh, I've never had anything that young yet, so mm. I mean, I my, my I, I honestly look at Bill like my my mentor type. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. I, I tell him all the time, me having all these contracts is his fault. And so no, yeah, you know, yeah. going over there as, as much as I've always loved him, 
to be able to be somewhere where you see all these animals and the different the different colors and stuff, this is Bill's fault. And yeah. so, you know, I I have I have a tendency to want to follow what he does because well, we're in the same area, and so right. I mean, why why wouldn't I if it works for him? You know, I know most of the time it works for me. It probably won't work for you. That's because most of us are here. Then these other people are clear across the United States. This dude's like thirty minutes from me. You know, we got the same weather, same everything. Right. So right. you know, and. I look at every, I mean, he produces and he's doing this and doing that and he's doing everything, you know, that I want to do. And it's like, so that's the stuff I would follow, you know, but I, I like the way he does it and I've seen him do it and he has success and I would probably try it. Now, if I tried it and it didn't work and let's say I drowned a snake, I probably wouldn't do it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Just keep some, mm-hmm. some wet paper towel or something in there. I don't know. But, like I said, I get to cross that bridge when I come to it. Yeah. Well, what do you use as far as, like, in your setups? Are you using, um, like, the 3D perches, or are you just using, like, the plastic hanger approach? Uh, or? I've got, well, for the, let's see, for the, the Walminas in the little tub setup, I've got uh, my 3D perch from David Brahms, mm-hmm. and that's in there, and she's, or she, I say she, but uh, it, it stays on that. Uh, the other ones, they're on, you know, wooden dowels and PVC. <clears throat> but that's uh, that's pretty much it. I'm I'm really liking, you know, the stuff that David Brahms does. He he does an amazing job with that 3D printer. Yeah, oh, hell yeah that's man. really cool. Yeah, he does some cool shit for sure. All right, you know, so... I've always... Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Go I was ahead, gonna say, I've always liked the, that natural look. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, I always want to do that natural vibrant, but yeah, I got I got over that real quick. It's so much, <laughs> yeah. It's so much easier to, yeah. to look at puppy pads and oh, you poop. Let me clean this up and go on about your day. You know, mm. I, I'm not a neat freak. I, I I've always felt like if you keep them too clean, they're more susceptible to getting sick. You know, I think I think it's like that with kids. You know, my daughter will run outside and get messy, and you know, I'm like, whatever. You know, just don't eat no dog poop. You know, other than that, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, you'll take a shower you... later. But there's some parents that you know their kids get dirty and they're right behind them putting antibacterial soap and shit in their hands and clean them up. I'm like, dude, like let them. You gotta let them build up immunity. Build the resistance. Kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 And so I don't, you know, I don't like super clean all the time you know every now and then i'll go through and really clean the cage up but for the most part they poop i just curl it up and i've got that h10 and i've got it mixed in a little spray bottle with some water and i might Mm -hmm. you know spray the bottom right quick after i pull the pad out of there and wipe it down but i don't like clean the whole cage and try to have it spotless i don't i don't do that i feel like that's that might be asking for problems I tend to agree with that. I think uh, in the early, in the very early days of NPR, we had this discussion, and um, I don't. Do you remember? I don't even know if he's in the Condro hobby anymore. But Greg Stevens, do you remember? That sounds you yeah. I, yeah. Oh, and you remember his setup? He had like the. Uh, he had so he the had con- glass. He had like. Yeah, he had like flushing, acrylic right? cubes, right? And yeah. it, had, it was all plumbed. So basically yeah. what he would do every night is he would go in and he would just spray his chondros cages with a hose and it would just yeah. all drain out. 
you know, who would drain out. And it was this, I see, I have to look and see if I have pictures of it still somewhere, but yeah. it was really, really impressive. Um, the way he did it. And it was just cool. And, uh, I don't know. Simplistic seemed to work, but yeah. You know. Dude, I, I know it would bio. be considered simplistic. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think well, bio can work as well, but I mean, it's, it's a lot of research into mm-hmm. how to set up that bio. It's not just throw some dirt in there and plant some trees and put a snake or something in there. It's nah. a little bit more work than that. And I mean, you you got to have like certain bugs, some bugs, mineral. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, even even your your soil needs to be, you know, different. Because you know, of course, I was building those dart frog setups because I got dart frogs and doing that too, and I learned a lot doing that. And I'm like, man, I've always wanted to do something big and crazy for a chondro. And I was like, that sounds great. You know what I mean? But it's <laughs> on so paper. Much easier. Yeah. yeah. You know, in my head, it sounds wonderful, you know, but in reality, you know, it's like, no, I just do them like this. It's easy. Right. Right. And they're happy. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Yep. Right. See? <laughs> um, so here's a before. Well, let's see. Yeah, we have time for this one question, and then Owen can handle his cl- closing questions. But he um, has many. Dream Condro, you could have mm. anyone without limitations. Or Killing uh, Bill, you cannot kill Bill Steagle. Okay. Yeah. Just pretend yeah. it's a perfect world, and Bill says he's even if it's the sickness, he's, he's had enough. Oh, he's had enough of snakes. Oh. He doesn't want to be bothered <laughs> with them anymore. Whatever it takes, man. The, the, yep. the, the sky's the limit. What would it? Be? What is it? And what does it look like? Yeah. It's kind of a hard question. Oh I, man. I mean, cause there's <laughs> a ton. There's there's a shit ton of badass animals out there, but I think the one animal I would love to have the most is the very first one I produce. Okay. But I, right. I, I think I think that there's a ton of beautiful animals, but I think it would mean more to me that my time and effort and all the work, blood, sweat, and tears that I put into this uh-huh. is that little animal right in front of me, the very first one. And it's going to be like, that's that's the best animal in the world to me is that very first one you produce. Yeah. I mean, not to sound cheesy, but I mean, there's some badass animals out there I would take, you know, at the drop of a dime. But man, I, I just so there's nothing like your first one that you produce. Are you okay. gonna pull Eric Burke your first clutch of chondros and just keep them all? <laughs> we. Me and my wife had this conversation. Oh uh, no! <laughs> we, Don't say we it on the air. Like with with the with the with the locality stuff, like uh-huh. probably not. Like I, I'd probably, you know, it's locality stuff. I'd probably pick out what I like and sell the rest. Uh, but... I have to produce this blue stuff. I'm probably going to sit on it for a while. I don't plan on keeping them all, but I'm going to sit on them for a little bit. I do learn something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean. No, you're gonna, you're gonna let, over here. <laughs> you you're gonna let right. Mudbones babies go and like you fully prepared that somebody could come up a year from later and just clock you over the head and, with a you know, one one of the, the most awesome things to me was mm. Bill saying that he likes to even sell them as babies so people can get that chance to get a lottery pick. And that <sighs> is that 
that is badass because I feel like with this animal I'm getting from him that I hit the lottery because, you know, here she is. She's changing. I'm getting a text message from Bill who produces this stuff. It's like, this animal's incredible. Like, I've got regret. You know how good that makes me feel? Like, I own yeah. this bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? And I can't imagine picking up something that hasn't even started to change yet you know, from one of these guys, and then all of a sudden it just goes crazy black or crazy blue, and they're just like, what did I do? You know, that makes me feel so good that I own this, and to be able to have that chance. Oh, I, I, I mean, this first time, if I breed these blues, whatever, that first clutch, yeah, I'm probably going to sit on them. But after that, hmm. I want to do that same thing. I want you to get a lottery pick. You know, I might pick one or two, but I'm not even going to pick the best ones all the time because I want somebody else to enjoy that as well. And I feel like a lot of these guys, you know, they're, it's their snakes, but they do, they always pick the best ones. And I was like, there's nothing like, you know, selling somebody an animal and they fucked around and got the best one. You know what I mean? And how mm. good that's going to make them feel and how good that makes you feel. And I mean, I remember Bill saying that, and that was just like so freaking awesome, you know, like to get that, that's what you feel like is you hit the lottery with an animal. That's, that's great. That's got to be a great feeling. And, I'm I'm thrilled, man, with the snake I'm getting from him. Like I couldn't be more thrilled. Like, <laughs> that's all right. he's awesome. Yeah, all right, that's cool. All right, so uh, with the closing questions, I mean, if you could keep any species of reptile without limitations, whether they be money or time or space or legality, what would it be and why? Big fan of gaboons. I've, huh, I've had Jesus. them. I, I got rid of them. Uh, I had gaboons and and a rhino, but you know we found out we were having a baby, so I made a tough decision again. It was either the baby or the snakes. <laughs> so I guess the baby will win. I had to. Sell I guess snake. we'll keep her. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, she might be all right. I mean, she's yeah. now, but. She, nah, she, we, uh, she, she throws out newspaper and helps me clean. Yeah. I guess I made the right but, choice. Yeah. Oh man, I I'm a big fan of the gaboons. Uh, I'm loving. I love arboreals. You know, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of wagglers, vipers. Okay. I, I I think wagglers are some some just spectacular animals too. Uh, nothing too crazy. Never been too into cobras. You know. King cobras, I like how intelligent they are, but mm. cobras, cobra, them fuckers are crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of really cool tree vipers out there. Like, I, I don't know why, but there's always like looking at some of the really cool, like the the ones that look like orange and black, and then there's the blue one. It's like there's a lot of really cool tree vipers out there, and that's dangerous thinking for Owen. So you know that's. <laughs> I need to not look at those pictures anymore before I make a horrible choice. Dude, I'm I'm, so. I'm telling you, I've always been a python guy, but yeah. if I see any more damn pictures of these baby emerald tree boas, I, mm. I might have to add one to the collection, dude, because they, <laughs> I, 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 they are getting nicer and nicer, and I'm just like, man, look at this snake. And I'm just like, ooh, and it's same basic keep as the green trees. <laughs> you know, and and it doesn't lay eggs. Nice. It just rifles right. out babies. That's yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> boas. I hate boas. So, um, all right. So, if you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you want to go, and what would you be hoping to find? Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd like to go look for green trees. 
I mean, that's kind of given. That'd just be cool just to actually see what these, you know, quote-unquote localities look like when they're actually from where people say they're from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to go to the Amazon. You know, just just everything out there. Find some anacondas. Find some emerald tree bows. Find the dart frogs. Big ass, big ass Goliath bird eaters. Uh, I mean, crazy. You know, Australia is a given, just because everything out there is crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, I, I like home. You know, you, you you head out to West Texas, and you know, even East Texas, hell, South Texas, like anywhere you go in Texas, you can hit something. You know, you you go east, you go south, you're gonna hit like indigos and stuff like that, coral mm-hmm. snakes, uh, different kind of rattlers and things like that, and then you, you know. You go out west, and it's wild, wild west out there. There's all kinds of crazy shit out there. <laughs> right. No place like home. Yeah. Oh, Texas. So, that's, you that's awesome. Um, well, being that I only ever saw the airport, Bill's house, <laughs> and then the airport, I will say I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, having nearly – were you with Bill? Now that I fully remember what happened that one night when I was upstairs trying not to die, were you with Bill coming up to possibly I don't fucking save know me? what you're talking yeah, about. Bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember. Look, Evan was like, Bill. Bill. Look, Bill came up. Bill came up to me and was like, "Hey, come here." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Come here." He's like, "I think Owen's asleep." And I was just like, "Let's get him!" Like, all I can think <laughs> is a magic marker in Owen's face. And as soon as we came around that corner, you just got laid there. You just got looked at him. I was like, "Fuck, he's awake!" Oh well, yeah, because <laughs> Bill's dog barked and woke me up. Yeah, the dog saved my life. Yeah, so I knew it anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, man, that was so, good. And it sucks, man, because. I was going to touch on Carpet Fest because a lot of people are like, what's up with Carpet Fest? What's up yeah. with Carpet Fest? And I'm like, man, like, I, I don't know how Ian does it. I give that man his freaking props because, you know, starting his job and I'm doing like 60 hours a week, you know, and I got this kid running around and it's just like, I, I don't have time. Like, I, I literally don't have the time to do it. And I just, you know, I, I talked to Austin and, and Bill and sent him a message. I was like, look, man, I'm going to step to the side this year. If you guys want to take this over and run with it this year, cool. If not, we'll have to put it off this year. You know, I don't really want to do that, but it is what it is. But uh, I don't know. Like, it's still kind of up in the air. I I don't know what's going to happen if we're going to do it. If something happens and I get a wild hair and I can find some time, then, you know, I might make something happen and try to tell people. But like Bill said, we'd rather have it not happen than to just try to throw it together. Mm. You know, and I'd rather – plan it out, give people time to figure out if they can make it down here and everything. And, you know, I don't want to do a sloppy carpet fest and, you know, I'd rather do it right and have fun. Like we've had every, every Northeast carpet fest is a sloppy carpet fest. And, <laughs> and we're the idiots that have to try to plan it. And we were talking about it at the show before we should probably get on that. Right. And Eric's like, yeah, I guess. So yeah, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> it's Dude, I don't try to even like pretend that I'm gonna be anything <laughs> near Ian. It's just not possible. Or or prepared. Because, yeah, because this is what's gonna happen. Even if even if Owen and I decide that we're taking it up a notch, he'll just take it up another notch. And yeah. I'm not gonna kill myself. Every yeah, no, year it's, we can't. 
What no. we do works, and I'm going with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it works. My plan we, is just to get drunk at Eric's house like I did last year, like I did the year is, before. It's a good plan is, so far. <laughs> yeah, which is the beauty of what we do, man. It's just that, you know, that's the essence of what it's about. And that's why, I mean, dude, you remember. Remember when we went to uh, the, it was, I think it was the mm. first one, you know, the first carpet fest, the Southern carpet fest. And we were out till what? Four o'clock in the morning, just hanging there yeah. talking shit. You know what I mean? And then we were like, "Let's go see if the chondros will bite at night." I missed this one. I was there for the one yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah, that was the first one, it, and it was fun. And it ended up being like, I think it was like six of us, and we were just yeah. hanging out in Bill's snake room at like four in the morning, talking yeah. about chondros, talking about everything, and let's see if they'll bite. You know, and they weren't. They were just like. That whole, oh, don't touch them at night. We're, like, blowing that shit out the water. Like, that shit's not true, you know? Oh, yeah. Was, I think Evan said something, like, straight out of Beox. So we're just, straight like, out saying, of straight out of Beox, bitch. <laughs> like, all night long. The rumors that can be dispelled by drunkards in the middle of the night in the snake room. I mean, fantastic. Uh, Great service to the herb community. But, yeah. but I can't – I really want to make it up there to you guys one year, probably next year. And I'll be yeah. able to do that. And then it's going to be a whole nother, I, I want to sit back and it's, it's like keeping snakes and not breeding snakes. You know, I get to, I get to sit back and relax and just enjoy the show. I don't have to put the show mm. on. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, wow. I'm not it's saying this just it. because we do the yeah, you are. carpet fest, but no, no, no. It's like, there's, okay. there's a certain magic about, the original one that just mm-hmm. you know the other ones are good and like they're awesome Whoa. times and all that but like there's just a certain feeling OG OG mm. that I well I've been to all of them and I I love the ones <laughs> I've been to all of them. all well, almost all of them not the West Coast but I think there's just a certain magic about just like what you just said Evan. What the frig is going what on? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not in a wind tunnel, is he? But, I don't know. Oh, um, that might but, be me. I'm, my bad. Hold on. Stand out in the uh, driveway. Let me walk this. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, There's but, just a certain magic to, you know, to that. But, like, you know, I like going to the Southeast Carpet Fest was awesome because I didn't have to do anything. I just showed right. up and drank. Well, you, had and to run, you had to do the auction. Yeah. Well, that's not even work, but you know what I'm saying. <gasps> There you go. But no, it's, but I, I do oh, yeah. what you're saying. But it's like, listen, it, it, from when, like, what, five, ten people at Howard's backyard? I mean, come on, dude. Did you ever expect us to be keep doing the carpet fest, let alone have multiple ones popping up and having that many people attending them? It's ridiculous. Oh hell no! Yeah, it, that, and, that's got to be like such a great feeling too. Like, hey, we just wanted to have some snake friends get together for like a barbecue and hang out, and then here sure. we are. Years later, and they're all over the United States. Hell, there's what isn't there one, one in, in Australia and one in Europe? Like, yeah, what the hell, that's so badass. We need cuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Carpet well, fest cuts. Ian well, asked me that the very first time he was doing it. He's like, he's like, hey man, like, how do we go about like doing a, a Southeast carpet fest? Do like, you know, you is there like trademark things that we have to wear. I'm like, dude, just freaking throw it and call it Carpet Fest. I don't give a shit. See, like, do whatever you want to do. If we, 
If we were greedy sons of bitches, we'd have chatter dudes. We are not <laughs> Look, smart at all when it comes Ian, to making Ian, money and her. Look at this. Ian and this auction is insane. Like, yeah, man. Know, he set the bar, and it's like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, he can it have makes it. you feel like you really got to step up now with the auction. No. Like, <laughs> Ian, man, no, I can't. No, it's all, all him. Go ahead, I buddy. You know, it's like, you know, he set the bar, and it, I will not challenge. Have fun. Bye. Well, <laughs> let's, let's think about this for a second, though. He does have a small I, army of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he does have, let's not forget, like, Amanda and, you know. So uh, we need to start drafting is what uh, you're telling me? You know? Yeah. All right. So All I right. think I think Ryan had a good a good idea is, like, make Joe and Melissa do some shit. Smack the small, <laughs> beat the smaller podcast. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's kick in the door and be like, you guys work for us now. See, well, right. maybe not Melissa. We'll make jokes. Oh, yeah. No, she's scary. <laughs> but it's. Um, <laughs> we can get we Joe. Apologize yeah, we, we, we'll I, I didn't mean it. I did not mean it, Melissa. We'll get Joe. Yeah. We'll make Joe do stuff. Or if yeah. we bribe Melissa, Melissa will get Joe to do stuff. So we just have to be friends with her. So. You know, the crazy thing about Carpet Fest is you never know who's mm. going to come or who's going to be there. And I'll tell you what, I know. all mm. you Condro guys out there, guys and girls, would have loved to have been at the very first Carpet Fest because there, there were more Condro people. people than there were Carpet people. And I'm talking yeah. like big name Maryland Condro people all in one group just talking shit about Condros, which like well, at the time I was like Condros were sort of – I was nervous about getting them and scared to death. And I posted in the chat earlier that Bioc I got, I just like took the plunge. I'm like, because all of them are like, yo man, it's all good. They're easy as shit to take care of. It's just when you breed them, they die. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Don't ever touch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't well, breed them, you'll be fine. Well, even now, I mean, we're still going to get buddy, buddy Buscemi and Bill Stiegel at carpet fest. So, I mean, you know, it's like yeah. a live, Version of, you know, GTP. Well, if I was a Condro person, mm. you know, to talk to to Buddy, um, mm. that would be not not that not that not that. Bill yeah, I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't you know talk to I mean? Bill but, either. I mean, but, I think Bill just spews <laughs> nonsense half the time anyway. Bill, <laughs> so Bill's more of a a new uh, Condro breeder, which he's ne- he's he kicking it whipper out the snapper. Park, yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas Buddy's been around for a long time, time, so we can't talk to him. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I mean, you know, Bill's the up and comer. Buddy, like Buddy, was talking about breeding freaking Max in like '92 or something to me. So right, right, yeah. right. So he's got the That's history the part of it, but you can just yeah, pick his brain would... and be like, talk to mm-hmm. him about it. Go ahead, I, man. I'm I sorry, really I cut you off. I, That's okay. I really regret that I missed ICAST because one, I didn't know mm-hmm. it was. And then mm-hmm. it's like after I hear about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this? And I've asked, and that's I'm like, hey, what's up? Is there an ICAST too? And I know they've they talked about it and stuff. And I'm like, please let this happen. Like, Evan, I'm so my soul to get to that. You know what I mean? Like that's just oh, and the people that are there, and you know, Eric, do you remember Bill had to sign a complete carpet python at ICAST? Yeah, yes. we didn't even said, know hey, Bill. That was for you, was right? Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. my book, and I, oh, I told him, Jesus. I gave him my book. Look, I gave him my book, and I was like, "Please 
take this up there and have people sign it for me, autograph it for me. And he did. And I, I yeah. love that book because the front, there's so many of you guys that are in there and it, it just, it's great. And I, it means the world to me. Cause it's like, not like, Oh, these are just big, big breeders or whatever. It's like, these are cool fucking people who I look up to, who are full of knowledge and they're just badass people. Then I get to actually meet people face to face when they came down, got to meet you guys. It's not just, you know, listening to NPR and, you know, it, it's weird listening to y'all because you guys sound like family anyway before I met you. Then I meet you, and Eric, I liked you, so. Jury's <laughs> 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 still out on Owen. All right, I got it. No, <laughs> no I got it. You guys are great, man. <laughs> And it was like, because I did, like, Owen, <laughs> Owen came for the first one, and I'm like, where's 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 Owen? You know, Eric is here, where, where's Owen? And oh, he couldn't make it. I'm like, this feels incomplete. Like, how yeah, do you are here? And then y'all it's both like when I go to, the second one. I was like, yes, like, they're here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like when time, I go to Tinley, people are like, where's Eric? I'm like, he's not here. He's not attached to my hip. He doesn't have to follow. But I like to send Eric places first because if they're going to kill us, they'll only get him. So, you know, that's fine. He's yeah. like the canary in the coal mine, you know. Even in no, Australia, they're like, hey, mate, where, where, where's, you, where's y'all the bloke? That, <laughs> like, they don't, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, um, like um, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. It's so doesn't, true. doesn't look right. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful. Okay, so maybe no uh, southeast or southern. I can't southern. even keep them straight southern. anymore. We're, we're not, not, yeah. Southern it's, Carter. It's still southern. up in the air. Yeah. Still up in the air. And then we might not be going to October Tinley, so there's gonna we're gonna miss in that carpet. We are slacking. <sighs> yeah, man. Well, you might be able to, but I, I can't. I can't no, be. I can't because if we're gonna if we're if we're gonna do Australia, I'm not gonna be able to push all that stuff. So yeah, no, maybe we'll no. go to March, Tinley. Yeah. 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 So, all right, man. All right. So, okay. When, when are you changing the name to Condro cartel and not cartel <laughs> or like what's going on? Are you, are you rebranding yeah, at that. some point yeah. or what? Actually, I actually asked some people about that. You know, should I, should I change it? You know, but I put a lot of work in the carpet cartel and you know, a lot of you guys, I don't know if y'all saw this or remember this, there was a guy that came in and he came in as Carpet Cartel, but he spelt his with K's. And then yes. he was in another, I think he was in Australia or something. Yeah. And I didn't see it at first. Everybody hit me up and was like, hey, this dude's over here like trying to steal your name. And I'm like, what? And so I saw it and I messaged him and was like, say, bro, like, I'm sorry, but you got to change your name. Like, oh, you, it's, it's different. Cause it's, I was like, bro, I don't give a shit if you spell it with Z's. Like, that's, that's my name. I can't go buy McDonald's and just change the spelling. You know, it's, it's still like, what are you doing? And he's like, but how does that affect you? I'm like, well, let's say you sell somebody a real shitty animal and then they go post about it and they got it from Carpet Cartel and just happened to spell it with C's. Then everybody's thinking it's me. I was like, no, like I'm Carpet Cartel. Change your fucking name. And I, I think that dude kept that name for like a week. And then I don't know what, I never saw it again. And so oh, I was man. like, man, I, I love the community. Like, they changed it. I hardly said anything. They changed this dude <laughs> out of here. But, you know, and I thought about, like, should I should I really change it, you know, to Condro Cartel? Because at some point, 
I still want to get back into, you know, other carpets. I want to mess with this. And it's like, I, I put too much work in the carpet cartel to, to change it, you know? And it's like, mm, right. It just roll, I mean, Contra cartel works, but carpet cartel just, I like it. All right. Yeah. You know, it that leaves the door open about. if you ever want to get into carpets again, right? I, I see yeah. what you're yep, doing. Definitely. I see, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I, I thought about that when I was doing Rogue because I'm like, I don't want to do Rogue, you know, carpets or something like that because I might do other stuff. So, yeah, I can have anything. I'm Rogue Reptiles. I have a crocodile. I'm locked in, man. I, yeah, I committed you're done. A, 100%, man. I'm like, mm, EB Moralia. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm in. I, I could be I could be Eden Condro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, That's true. I, I didn't I, even I, think of that. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'll stay right where I'm at. There you go. I, cool I, I, deal. I, I, I seriously have contemplated that name change, but I was like, no, man. It's carp. That's people know me by Carpet Cartel on everything and anything. Something about so, you guys down in Texas. We got Phoenix Reptiles that lives in 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 Dallas. Yeah, what and then the we got Carpet Port Cartel City Pythons. Yeah, Port I, City Pythons breeds colubrids. <laughs> hey, Carpet Cartel now. works problem. with chondros. The only yeah, one of you guys down there got. City. The only one of you guys that got anything going on down there that sticks true to the thing is is Austin with Rage Beard Reptiles. But here now he will never be able to shave his beard as long as he lives because he's gonna have like you know he's gonna have like a Gandalf beard at one point now it's gonna be like to his belt. I don't even think Impian has a peach tree. <laughs> or a pear tree. What is it? A pear tree? Python and a pear tree. Python and a pear tree. Oh God! Yeah. Did you even own a pear tree, Mike? No, yeah, I don't think so. No. <laughs> oh, something going on down there in the water in it's Texas, man. So weird in Texas. I Those mean, In-N-Out God. burger spots or whatever. No, it's a water burger. Oh, that's yeah, that's water burger. Water burger. The water burger. The water burger. Yeah. Yo, right. Evan, I, I have to end on this story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I have to end on this story, right? When we went down, when we were on our trip to Texas, mm-hmm. we had a 10, 10 hour, or when we were on our trip to Australia, we had a 10 hour layover in Texas. So me and Crystal and me are like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, dude, we got the time. Let's Uber to like, we were trying to find something to eat. And I was like, let's go to this Whataburger. I said, because the last time I was down here, I couldn't eat it. I wanted it so bad. Everybody's eating greasy, stinky, you know, delicious food, and I can't have any of it. I was like, let's just go. Maybe mad. We, we went and we Ubered to Whataburger and had some Whataburger. Yeah. But <laughs> Water, still doesn't beat still doesn't still doesn't still doesn't beat a Philly cheesesteak, man. But Oh, oh no. I, it was, it was I, good. I'd agree with that. It's you know, Whataburger's to here. There, there's some other spots. You know, I don't know if nobody knows about Griff. Griff is what's up, but there's some good burgers, man. But I love a Philly cheesesteak, and we can't really get them the way y'all got them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, every street corner. It, yeah, it, it's <laughs> miss when you find cheesesteak places out here. And I'm not even sure some of that shit is steak. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some Philly cheesesteaks, you're thinking about that, too. So you got to go to the right spots. I get it. Yeah. Uh, All right. So if people want to follow you, where, where where's the best place to yeah, check out what you got going uh, on? Uh, Carpet Cartel on Facebook and Instagram, at Carpet Cartel. And okay. just our page is Andrea and Evan Browder. 
Yes, we share Facebook kiss fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, it was all awesome chatting with you. And I appreciate you guys because, I mean, I've done podcasts. It's so much fun. But you guys are the very first podcast I ever listened to, and I've been listening to y'all since day one. And it was mm. just like, like I was at work, and Eric hit me up and was like, hey, man, uh, how'd you feel about coming on Tuesday and talking to Andres? And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I just get this picture of this badass fucking snake from Bill, and he tells me how awesome my animal is. And then here's Eric asking me to be on the show. I was like, what the fucking stars are lining up? Man, everything's coming like, up Millhouse. Yeah, it's great. It's a good week, man. It's a good week. It is, man. <laughs> fucking dart frogs. They were they were tadpoles and now they're out the water like Jeez. <laughs> good week. For oh me. man, there you man, go, dude. man. Everybody's nice. breeding but Owen. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> and Eric, and Eric, that's all Eric good. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you know? Cool, no man. fruit fly talk. So all of y'all that was talking shit about me breeding fruit fruit flies, just my ass too. <laughs> fruit flies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> awesome, right. dude. All right. Appreciate it, uh, Absolutely, man. Yeah, we'll catch up with you soon, dude. Yeah, we'll Already talk again. Feeling. All right, man. See ya. Beautiful. All right. So. Okay. Uh, well, next week. With that, oh, go ahead. We should probably say that right now is, uh, uh, we'll put it out tomorrow, because I'll post it up tomorrow when majority of people listen to the podcast. Um, it. it if you are coming to Northeast Carpet Fest, please let us know. We're going to start building the food list together now. Um, yep. uh, we ask that everybody who comes to Carpet Fest, which will be in the Northeast at Eric's house on June 8th, that you have to bring mm-hmm. one dish prepared. Um, either you can prepare it at Eric's house. You need to let us know if you need to use something like the grill or the oven, or you can prepare it and then bring it. That's fine, too. We ask that you bring at least one food or drink just let us know what you're bringing because we don't want everybody to all show up with like one like with cupcakes we need to have other kinds of food there so let us know it's entirely up to you um the other thing is that if you are a breeder or a distributor of something or if you do anything reptile related art or whatever and you want to donate to the auction please get in contact with me let me know what you're going to donate. Give me a picture of what you're going to don- donate or your logo, and we'll make up the online auction. Like every year, we're going to have the live auction go online live for a week before we finish it up at CarpetFest live. So that'll be it. I'll put all this stuff on Morelia Pick of the Week, uh, Morelia Python Radio, all over the place tomorrow. I'm just giving you guys all the heads up. The only other thing uh, I will talk to you guys about is we're going to start working on the T-shirt thing as well, and we'll get more information for you guys for that later. The other thing is we're in the process uh, process of building the Morelia Python Radio merchandise store. So we'll let you know when that goes live. You'll be able to pick up merch from myself, all Rogue stuff, Eric, EB Morelia stuff, and then a lot of Morelia Python Radio gear you know, uh, from past carpet, Northeast carpet fests, past Morelia Python radio t-shirts, all these other stupid little ideas that Eric and I have had in the back of our heads for this would be cool shirt <laughs> or 
this would be a fun thing to do. So right. uh, we'll let you know when that all gets started. But hopefully in the next month or two, there'll be a whole store where you guys can go to pick up all this kind of stuff. So if you've missed past Carpet Fest t-shirts, you want to get in on it. Or if you want to have a phone case with NPR on it, psh, whatever. So, you know, that's fine. <laughs> If you, want to get a rogue, yeah, if you want to get a Rogue <laughs> mug and an EB Morelia mug and just smash them together, that's fine, too. So, you know. <laughs> two worlds collide. Two worlds <laughs> collide. It must be one. It's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. something like that. So uh, keep an eye peeled for that. Uh, we'll let you know when all that is going. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, dude, it, it we got a lot of shit we got to do in the next, like, <sighs> I, I was thinking about this today. I'm like, ah, shit, it's almost May. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, we should do things. <laughs> I, I, I started working on my Outback so that, uh, you know, shit was together so that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when Rob comes in, we got some trips planned and stuff. Uh, I have okay. to talk to you guys about that as well, because one of it is going to be coming up by your way. And yeah, I'll have to hide my stuff. rhinos and then you guys can come over. Yeah. (laughs) No worries. Um, Yeah, next week, uh, working on the episode, um, trying to get a short tail show squeezed in there. So we'll see if that can happen. Um, But uh, yeah. Ah, nice. Give Matt Minotola or Keith McPeak or somebody here. Nah, somebody that we haven't had on before. Ooh. Um, Mm. New, new. uh, So new people. Yeah, so that should be cool. Um, uh, we'll keep you posted with that. And I'm sort of working on the next installment of um, uh, the nice. Uh, mm-hmm. The next installment of the next species, or I should say, subspecies of uh, Morelia to do a show like we did with the coastal carpets. Uh, so that'll oh, yeah. be coming out. So. Oh God, so, the jungle one's going to be trippy. I mean, Ooh, like, yeah. How are you gonna talk about that? Well, it's like, it's like this is what they looked like, <laughs> and then we did a bunch of stuff. This yeah. is what they are now. It's like, yeah. and here they are now. Yes. <laughs> Don't Beautiful. you all feel bad? Anyway, so. right. So there's that. Um, hopefully, cool. I'm really trying to uh, get this done ASAP. But uh, the new website looks really nice, by the way. Nice, it's really sharp. Uh, so cool. that'll be. Uh, happening soon moreliapythonradio.com uh and if you want to get in touch with us info at moreliapythonradio.com is our email you can follow us on facebook and now we are on instagram if you want to hear the podcast you can't listen live uh listening live you have to come to the blog talk page just follow the link in the you know links we post all over the place um but uh if you want to listen at your leisure uh whatever podcast app you use you'll be able to find it including stitcher by the way i gave a podcast class to a bunch of older people um this <laughs> past weekend was this? <laughs> this was this past saturday right okay so the the beginning which was the majority of the class was to teach them about podcasts and like uh you know how to listen to them what you know with what phone you know like settings and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then they mm-hmm. wanted to get into like talking about podcast well it kept we kept it kept going back to morelia python radio so i you know i explained mm-hmm. to him my history and whatnot and uh it turned out 
that they wanted to hear more about the snakes than they did about <laughs> learning about podcasts. So I kind of gave right. a half podcast talk uh, along half with, uh, you know, a yeah. snake talk, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. So good to know. You know they, yeah. <laughs> good times. So uh, whatever. Uh, whatever. Just whatever. Um, so, yeah, follow us there. And then as far as myself, ebmorelli.com. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and yeah. All right. That's what I got. Uh, that's good enough. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we got going on at Rogue. Um, you can also go at facebook.com, look up Rogue Reptiles, give us a like over there. And you can follow me on my Instagram, which is McIntyreOJ. Uh, on Instagram, uh, as far as shows go, there is the Oaks show this weekend, uh, April 20th. I will not be vending, but I'll be walking around. So if you do want any of the animals to be delivered at the show, just contact me. Or uh, I'll see you there. And there is the Hamburg Reptile Show. I believe that's the weekend after. I'm not sure. Um, but... That's coming up soon, and I'll be at that one, too. Not going to be vending that one either, but I will be walking around, probably hanging out at Matt Minotola's table if he'll be there. So, yep, uh, that's all we have for everybody tonight. We'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.